What's up, guys? This is the Foul Territory. I'm Steve. I'm Cece. I'm Sean. And I'm Raj. Let's get right into it, boys. Yankees fucking suck. Like, I fucking hate my life right now. Okay, that's great. Um, so first off, I have a question for you guys just for the first topic of the day. I have, well, what do you think is the fifth best team in baseball right now by record? Number, or don't look. Number one's the Giants. Number two's the Dodgers. Three's the Red Sox. Four is Houston. Who's five? Is it Milwaukee? It's Milwaukee. What is Milwaukee? I saw they're dirty right now. It's Milwaukee with Sixth is the White Sox, seventh is San Diego, eight is Tampa Bay, and nine is Oakland. And Milwaukee is five. Sure, they have some of the best pitching in the league. They just they did have, offense. They have the best pitching in the league. Also, they're in a pretty they're not in a great division, so it's probably kind of easy to walk over teams. Yeah. I mean Peralta was an all-star. We're gonna get into all-star snubs. He's an all-star snub. That's yeah. that triplet has all been absolutely lights out for them. Yeah. Burns, Woodruff, and you didn't make Peralta. the all-star team, really? Peralta didn't, Burns and Woodruff. Didn't. Man, that is a smell bullshit. But then again, like, yes, they're the fifth best team in the league, but should the Milwaukee Brewers have three? I mean, Peralta's worthy, but I think maybe, like, from, like, a media standpoint, like, do you want three Brewers starters in the All-Star no, game? That, that doesn't happen. Listen, Chapman was literally announced on the All-Star team the day he let he blew the game against the Mets. That was the greatest timing ever, by the way, to announce that. Literally, he blew the game, and then right after, they're like, yeah, um, by, by the way, Chapman's on the all-star team. I have, some, I, have, I have some great stats on why Chapman shouldn't be an all-star, and it's like – I can look out at the TV and tell you why he can't Yeah, be yeah honestly. <laughs> the, the Red Sox have a 10-man bullpen. If Chapman was in it, it'd be an 11-man bullpen, and Chapman is the 10th best ERA <laughs> of the 11. <laughs> Beating Matt Andrees, we'll give him that. He started out like what? 20 scoreless, he was like insane to start the year. Oh, I got all. I, mean, do we, I, I, I thought we were gonna do change. I thought we were gonna do a little bit of Brewers, but I mean, I don't know how much content we have on the Brewers. I mean, I picked the Brewers as my secret team like a week ago, but I guess that doesn't count anymore. They're hot, it counts. I mean, counts a week ago, it doesn't count anymore. I mean, they all they needed was offense, and they've gotten it out of some. They got it out of Jace Peterson, Omar Nervais, who I'm gonna talk about later. And uh, I only know this because the Mets are playing them. They just traded right. for Rowdy. Yeah, they just got Rowdy. That, that they got just, Rowdy? Yeah. Oh, they're my dark horse now. Oh, boy. Yeah, they don't have a good season out of Yelich. Like, if Yelich turns it on, they're a legit threat. They just need to get hot at the right time. I mean, they're getting hot at the right time, though. Like, this is the time. All-Star break. Before the trade. You want to go into the All-Star break with a little bit of momentum and then yeah. carry it. But, I mean, they're th- the, three, the three starters that are ridiculous. Their bullpen is absurd as well. Ridiculous. So, I mean, really, you're like you said, they just need the hitting. I mean, they got – I'm doing a deep dive on them later, but uh, Willie Adamas has been awesome for them. Willie Adamas, so, yeah. Tampa. So, I mean, I think that they're – I just didn't think that they were better record than the White Sox, Padres, Rays, and Oakland. Yeah, well, they I didn't realize they were them. that high up. Yeah. Again, I think a big reason for that is just their division in general. Right, you like some of the other teams you mentioned are much harder divisions, so they're splitting a lot more wins than I think the Brewers are getting. But I mean, the Brewers have no besides the Pirates. Like, there's three other legit contenders. Like, they're not walkover teams. The Reds aren't great. I mean, the Cubs and Cardinals, I would put worse than the Reds, honestly. They're all like average, but they're not like playoff contenders. I think they're all 
80 to 85 win teams. Yeah, they all have like one major hole that if they fill, they're solid. That's it. But they won't. No. I think the Cubs are, may, may sell it, sell at this point. I'd be fine with that. I mean, I think with – the only thing is, who are they selling? You're not – I mean, I don't think they're going to trade Baez. Brian has a ton of I say, But Brian also, you hear that every year they're trading him, and every year he's still in the Cubs. So. Chris Bryant made like – like fielded the last out of them winning the World Series, which was not that long ago. I feel like he's like a hero for them. I just don't like. Well, that's the that's the thing is like do I don't you go marketing players or do you go with the value of the team? That's it's a tough situation. I mean, I'm resigning him if I'm the GM, but if you're looking at we have to we can only resign Bryant or Baez, then maybe depends. I don't Even know. Then I still think I go Bryant over Baez. Well, Baez so has not been consistent at all since what was it like three years ago he went off? Yeah. I think so. Sounds all right. Yeah, that's true, yeah. He's just such a – he swings at everything, but he also has, like, a good glove and a good slugging. I don't know. He's tough. His ceiling is a lot higher. I'll say right. that. Yeah, if you true. can tap his potential, you're going to get a lot more out of him than even Bryant at his best. But then again, Bryant has an MVP, so you can't say that he doesn't have a ceiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rizzo's bizarre. He's never gotten anywhere past what they thought he would be. Yeah, well, he's been kind of cold of late. Yeah, yeah, Rizzo had, like, a bunch of good years, but, like – yeah, like five years ago, but yeah, he's not really the same player offensively. I don't think. No, Rizzo's also a fan favorite though, so yeah, it'll be hard to you know, you can't listen. You can do what you want as GM, but you will have a very pissed off fan base if you get rid of Rizzo. Red Sox got rid of Rizzo. Yep, and the Padres. Yeah, well, terrible. All right, moving on to the Red Sox. They're hot right now, ten and one in their last eleven, and like. I, this is just this is the Rays over May and then the beginning of June went thirty and seven, and the biggest lead they got on the Red Sox was one and a half games. Oh, so like when you're going thirty and seven, you'd love to get some separation, right? And like you're not gonna get it in the East. Like the Red Sox, the the Jays are right there now. And the Yankees suck, but like <laughs> you're not gonna be able to get that kind of separation. But the Red Sox are now up four and a half, sneakily. Yeah, the Rays kind of cooled off at the. At... The Rays have cooled off steadily. Yeah. They had a really they won yesterday. They shouldn't have. Okay. It was nine nine eight. It was. Oh, like, I saw that. Yeah, they crazy went, game. went up four nothing. Went down and won it again. Yeah, Cleveland's Cleveland. We can talk about. I would talk about the Red Sox, but Cleveland is a weird team. They have like the worst run differential for a team at that record, like in history or something. They they've lost seven straight now. Oh, they have they're they're crazy. Cold. Like they, they, they're the most hot. I think they're one of the most hot and cold teams. Or they'll win like six they straight. Under, they've had a negative run differential the whole season, and they've been like five yeah. games above somehow. I, I know that we say that like batting average as a stat doesn't really matter, but their bat team batting average is going to be one of the lowest in history. Sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's around like two ten. Yeah. And like as a team, as a team, they're not hitting. I mean, batting average. I don't know how much that tells us, but franchise shortstop. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, they're hitting 218 as a team. Well, that's not good. How much you want? So, I mean, when you're talking about it, are they in? I don't even know what is their hitting supposed to be better than their pitching? I don't even know. No, they're pitching solid. They, have, I mean, they usually develop a couple of good starters, they, they usually have a good rotation. I mean, McKenzie's been terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a problem. Like some of the young guys haven't been as good as they expected. I think his ERA is above five. It's like high. 
Um, Bieber's injured now, so that's obviously a huge loss. Um, He's an all-star, by the way. Who, Bieber? Yeah. He should be. Okay. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's gonna be able to play, but he he probably deserves it. His numbers are still pretty good. I think I think he's like, in terms of the American League, I think he's still leading in strikeouts. He may be second. Oh yeah, Cole sure. may have passed him, yeah. but he's like his numbers are still good enough to be an All Star, even though he's missed his last four four or five starts. So um, back to the back to the Red Sox just for one last second. I mean, I don't think just for dead deadline. I'm starting to get into deadline moves. Um. I don't think they're going to – I think they'll get a first baseman. In terms of pitching, I don't think they're going to do anything. Sale and Hauk are coming back. You roll with it. All right, moving on to kind of a terrible topic. Injuries. Two, two ones, both both were tough. Sixto Sanchez being the first. He uh, ter- tore his shoulder. It was bothering him the whole season. He had a couple setbacks, and then they finally shut him down. Um, and then the other inj- big injury this week was Kyle Schwarber, which – if you're wondering the reason why MLB stopped posting his home runs on the Instagram page, it's because he got injured. Because he was hitting one just about every day. Literally every other day. So he had a right hamstring strain. They think it may just be the minimum 10. He may come back. I think he did it like four or five days ago. So maybe like a week or so. So hopefully, because he's all of a sudden like the National League home run, like runner up. Insane. I mean, I, my brother joking about it because every Kyle Schwarber highlight is a high fastball. It's like, has someone tried throwing him something else? But like at the same time, like you got to respect it. He, if he sees the pitch that he needs, he crushes him. Like he doesn't miss it. Yeah, listen, he went on a fucking tear the past few weeks. Like he was literally his, the amount of times I saw him on, ML, on the MLB account rivaled Tatis. Like yeah, it was know. every other post. Did like, you see those crazy stats? Like, the first player with, like, 17 home runs in 15 games since, like, 1995, like, Albert Bell. Like a yeah, exactly. He's, He's just been on an absolute tear, and you hate to see that it ends because he gets injured. Right. So, hopefully, he comes back and he continues tearing it up, but... but yeah, well, hopefully not. But. I was about to say, that's kind of, a, like, a gray area. is a messed up topic, but... When you see your rival team, someone gets injured, not like a terrible injury, not like a like a torn you don't UCL. Because it, it feels like a cheap win, then. It does, but like, I'm saying like, like a cramp, missing a game. Yeah. Like, I'm, mean, personally, I'm like, if it's like something minor and he's going to be okay once the Red Sox leave town, I'm, I'm oh, yeah, yeah, more yeah. than happy if it's okay. Yeah. But like, so I'm just like asking you, CC, because you're a Mets fan. Like, do you see this and you're just like, yes. It depends on the player. Like Kyle Schwarber, I'm like, all right, I'll cool off. If it was like Juan Soto, I'd be nervous. Cause, or like Acuna, where I'm like, this guy's going to kill us for like the next 10 years. Like that sucks. But like Kyle Schwarber, I'm like, all right, it's kind of funny. Like this guy's like overweight, just mashing fastballs. <laughs> right, just got to go with it. He stance. It's funny that someone got injured. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's funny he got injured. I'm saying it's funny that he's fucking like the best player on the planet. And he's like, looks like a dad. A particular Red Sox fan I know that will not be named was I told him about the it's a him I told him about the Glasnow injury and he was like yes and I was like dude come on <laughs> that's, that's like that's like that's a bit more serious yeah you can't because that's like one of the faces of the game you can't and that's like the the Rays have collapsed yeah so I think right after Glasnow's injury I think they had like six straight losses that's when they went on that terrible run he said he's good to come back after sixty days he's gonna. He's Did he have a torn UCL? That's kind of tough oh, to come no. back. No, he, he didn't tear it. Oh, it was just okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like 
I don't know the Rays' history with this. Do, I feel like the Rays are going to be on the more cautious side. Probably. Just because that's the way they are with prospects and well, free agents and stuff. Yeah. They also don't – like, they could just trade him away in an instant. So, I don't know. They also, like, don't care. But, was this his second year or third year? This is, well, he's also – he played in the Pirates, too. Okay. So, third year with Tampa. Okay. Okay, but so you, maybe you if he's left. a free agent in a few years, he may see a trade. <laughs> yeah, they might just let him play it out. Let's no, it's Tampa. Tampa will trade him before it gets to the end. Tampa, Tampa, the second he walked off the field, they traded him while his value was still high. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They, they, they don't give a fuck. Listen, they look like geniuses right now for getting rid of Snell because Snell's having yeah. an awful year. Like, yeah. I I was 100% on board with that because I, I never like – I don't think Snell's – I mean, if you t- so you take out his Cy Young year, which is unfair to do, but you take out his Cy Young year, his ERA is above four. Career. So, like, I mean, I don't think he's – he had that one sick year. I just don't think he's the kind of guy that – You give up four prospects for it. Yeah, exactly. Especially, I mean, I, I, Patino hasn't been good either, so it's kind of hard to say that they've he's been – still dead. very young, though. He can he's, develop. So, I mean, we'll see. That's the kind of trade it takes a few years to judge. We get to judge. Aaron Judge. Are we on to all-star reactions? Yeah. You got any – Was there any, like – very bad ones. I didn't realize that if you win finalists, you can then take guys that are not on the finals. You know what I mean? Like, like for the reserves? Yeah. Like yeah. Mike Zanino got picked. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. So that's one of my problems was Zanino over Grandal. I didn't like. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Not, the, like the who picks the reserves? Like managers? I think it's coaches. Yeah. Like they're going to look at Grandal and be like, oh, one, he's in what, 140? And they're going to be like, no. They're not gonna put him in there. But Zunino is hitting like 180, so it's not like yeah. it's okay. that big a difference. Yeah, Zunino has guys like, are like just hitting home runs and like nothing else. Right. Yeah, I think, Zunino's, I think like Zunino's got runs. 15, 16 home runs, so I think that's what got him it. Yeah, but he's hitting 197. He's got the 528 slugging. That's 18 home runs. Like that's that's a lot. Okay, that's a lot. What was the stat you just sent about uh Mullins oh and Grandal? Yeah, let me pull that up. Grandal oh. and Cedric Mullins. Have the same, same, on same amount of OVP. One of them has the most hits in the league, and one of them has the least hits in the league. He has Grandal's 32 hits. Cedric Mullins has 99 hits. And, he, and Grandal's the same on base. So He's like, like walking at a crazy rate. That's why. like 60 more walks than Cedric Mullins. That's actually insane. Or not 60, right? It's more, it's more because it's also because uh, Mullins gets more at bats. Okay. I mean, um, that's just absurd. He's leading off. Grandal's not in Grandal's. Grandal been known for that, like a big, like plate plate discipline guy. I think he's walking at like twenty four percent or something along those lines this year. I mean, he's got years like that. He had a year in twenty nineteen. He walked one hundred nine times. It's so. a lot. It's more than like some teams. That's <laughs> the kind of player you want because that doesn't go away, even if you're slumping. Clearly. So. I mean, his. Average hit in terms of slugging is above a double. He doesn't get many hits, and right. when he does, he's hitting home runs and doubles. His batting average is up to 188 now, which is better than what it was. So. <laughs> up to. Yeah. It was up like- to 188. <laughs> what's, what's Gary's batting average at? What? He's still at like 230 right now. He's 230? not. 30? Okay. Oh, yeah. No, because he hasn't been bad. He had the hot streak, and he hasn't really. He's hot on that. Like, he slowed down a little bit, but he's still getting like. He gets like a hit a game now. Yeah, he's at 230. 230, okay. 
So I, a few notes. I just, I don't get how Chapman gets on the all-star team at all. I, I guess it's name, but I just I think, think it, I think it was because let's be honest, the beginning of the season, he was a monster. Now he's obviously fallen off a shit ton. I literally saw a stats the other day. It was like his first 20 games, he had like a zero ERA. And his last nine, he had like a 22 ERA. You want to do this? I, I was saving the stats for when we were going to talk about the Yankees. You want to do – I can do the Chapman section now. Chapman, so his ERA through June 6th was .39. Whip, .78. Strikeouts per nine, 17. Home runs per nine, .38. All of those best in the league. All four of them. Since that, of the 69, nice, pitchers that qualify, his ERA is 22.2. Which is 69th out of 69. His whip is 406, 69 out of 69. His strikeout rate, 9.4, 46 of 69. So he's, you know what, a little bit better there. Home runs per nine, 4.3, 69th out of 69. Now, if you want to go further than that, and the, the Red Sox analyst did this, of course, um, if you want to go since the sticky substance checks have been administered, his ERA is 60.7. <laughs> His, his whip is 8.3, two strikeouts, six walks, and opponent OPS of 2031. Okay. Meaning, I- meaning, if a hitter hits a single against Chapman, his opponent OPS will go down. That's how hard he's getting hit. His single will hurt it. Oh, my God. Literally, the last few games I've been watching, it's literally like they'll show him warming up and – Years before, right? It used to be great. Chapman's coming in. Let's close this bitch out. Yeah. Now I see him warming up, and I'm just like, Boone, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and every time, literally, I was at my job on Sunday, right? Yankees are winning against the Mets. I was like, cool. CC's not going to be able to dick on me right now, right? All of a sudden, I see Chapman warming up. Like, no, no, no. First batter, Alonzo, absolutely fucking nails one over. I was like, are you fucking? Jo-? Next okay. thing you know, loads the bases. Yep. And then he- taken out like i was livid dude really cursing out at work and my boss we were, like yo fuck you because i'm a Mets fan but also chill the fuck out we were, we were at a barbecue and we we're like god damn like we thought that was our game to win when we came back and then we gave the run on the wild, on the wild pitch and then literally the, there's like one out left in the whatever bottom of the six and you just hear uh chapman's warming up and i just turned to Kieran, i'm like oh you won all right cool and we already knew first pitch over the wall game like i knew it immediately and Boone yeah, had, no. like, he gave what he walked next to hitters, right? He gave him a single, and he pulls him. And it's just like, what? Make I feel bad. an adjustment. Like, I feel dude. bad for Lucky because Lucky keeps coming in. I know. And, you know, he has to keep saving Chapman, right? And fucking, you know, listen, Lucky's not a lights out pitcher. Lucky so isn't Luke. It's Lucky. Lucky. Lucky, whatever. Right? I always said Lucky, but. Okay, but my question is, like, the manager has, like, a very small job at this point. It's like hype man and pitching decisions. Like, Boone can't he, do it. does Boone not get the report of like this guy sucks? So maybe don't put him in in Especially the closing. The last game you pitched him was the game me and Raj left early because the Yankees were winning and it was yeah. a rain delay. And I was on the train and got to watch on the train as Chapman let up a grand old. Oh grand my god, dude! How many I games? Was... Won't. What's up? How many games has he blown in like the last like month? Like seven? Like how is the last? After like four, you got it. Okay. 
maybe don't do this anymore. I mean, this I has mean, happened to Chapman once before. I think in like 2019, he went through just like a funk where he couldn't throw strikes. And basically yeah. they moved him into like low leverage positions and just yeah. worked him back up to strength to be a closer again, basically. That's what you got to do. Just like not putting him out there in those situations. Boone tried to do that against the Angels. The Angels were up four. This isn't a high leverage. Like up four, that's like what? Not even a safe situation. He put him in. I think that's exactly what he was trying to do. He was trying to get his confidence up. I mean, I was talking to my dad about it. My dad read it as the Yankees are desperate. They want to lock down this win. I don't think that's true because are you throwing Chapman in there if you want to lock down this win? But then again, in that one run of game against the Nets, they throw Chapman in there. So maybe that was what they were trying to but do. But I mean, what are who are the Yankees' top guys right now without Chapman? Green. I mean, it would be Green or Loisaga. And both guys are pitching pretty well. So like Yeah. yeah Don't they look forget good. the Cortez man, my friend. I was gonna I was gonna say with Chapman as an all-star, this kind of just a showing a deeper issue with the all-stars, in my opinion, where they're only getting closers for relief pitchers. Yes. Like so, Classe. Come on. You got Chapman. Chapman there, I mean, I I would rather see Johnny Lasagna. Yes. His name is. I would I'd love to see Especially with the, game, the way the game's moving, you got to go yeah. with, like, these guys. that they. Oh, I, like, I would much rather see Luizaga. Classe, not even close. I'd much rather see him. Yeah. I, I had the eye of Chapman in mind, but then that's because I thought his ERA was 1-7, but it was 3-4. But now it's 4-8, so there's, no, there's no, no defending it anymore. I mean, I'd rather Whitlock and Taylor, too, as a Red Sox fan, or out of Vino, frankly. There's tons of guys you can put over him. I mean, I think a lot of his name value, a lot of it's the Yankees, but, I mean, come on. You can't just ignore a month of the season where he was the worst pitcher in baseball. It makes no sense. Oh, shit. Not that anybody will care listening to this, but I just found out Italy beat Spain in the Euros. Nice job, Italy. Good job, Italy. Good job, pasta people. You guys still had fascism in, like, the 40s. Okay. But, yeah, no, but – yeah, Chapman on the All-Star team. It, it, for me, it was just funny because they literally announced it after blowing the game against the Mets. And I was really like, this is really the most comedic timing I've ever yeah. seen. We'll get there. Don't worry. We'll, we'll shit on your mouth. We'll, we'll shit on the Yankees a little later. I A few other notes. This we Like I said earlier on a past episode, this is Trey Turner's seventh season, which I didn't see coming. This is his first All-Star. Who won't? No, it's not. Is it really? Who was the NL All-Star? According to All Sports News, they have the thing, and it's a Trey Turner first. And I was like, who has been the NL All-Star shortstops last six years? Seager? Baez? Baez, yeah. I mean, maybe those two were just taking it every, I mean, most years over him? Dude, what? That makes no sense. And I know it's Juan Soto's first one. Well, that's different because he's, I mean, he's new. Yeah. I'd say his first year of eligibility was 2019. Yeah, no, that is his first one. Yeah, he hasn't made one since. Like, this is his first year as an all-star, which I thought was crazy. This is his seventh year. This means there's five years that he didn't get picked because last year there obviously wasn't a game. Wow, that is crazy. Which, right, who other shortstops would have got? Tatis is too young. Tatis might have made it his first year. Well, last year they didn't have a game. Or the, his first year in 2019, I meant. No, uh, no way. His, last year was technically his rookie year. Right, because he didn't play enough games in 2019. Yeah, if he didn't play enough uh, games. He played enough in 20. I know my time. He didn't, he didn't make it, though. No, no shot. Um, How many games did he play? Oh, Trevor Story. Trevor Story. Uh, story. Yeah. I, I still don't get that. Even one year, he couldn't. I well, guess, I'm looking through Trey Turner. I mean, he didn't. He only has, like, three full seasons. He gets injured a lot, I guess. Yeah. 
Still that is chalky, maybe? No, that's way too way too early. Who? Too low. No, he was he had fallen off by that point. Well, he was in the he was in yeah, Toronto yeah, too. Point, yeah. yeah, I mean his best year by far was last year where there was no all-star game. So fair enough. Okay. So maybe it's not that ridiculous, but I still was amazed at the seven season one all-star. Um, there are two pirates, which yeah. I don't have a problem with because they both deserve it. Ryan Reynolds is ridiculous. Yeah. That He's is having a great year. They both very quietly. Like the pirates suck. Like, like you think yeah. that like you would I mean, get that closer in. Rodriguez, whatever his name is, he's sick. I, I know, but like, I don't, I don't know. I think we differ. Like, you seem to want to get the bigger market teams, get more players. Where I'm more like, I just want the players. Like, I don't care what team you're on. No, I, I agree. I agree with you. I, I would rather have just the players, the best players. Oh, okay. um, I, I also definitely got my, my biggest problem is the closer thing. I yeah. also think like, I, I do, I like the rule that each team has to have one. Yes. Like, yeah, that, good rule. But um, I just think like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like the Pirates are so bad. The fact that they have two All Stars and borderline yeah. a third is just amazing. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's I mean, what? Who's their best pitcher right now? Do they have anyone? God knows. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that, that is your answer. Why? They Actually, suck. better question. Can anyone name? Uh, shoot, I did. Uh, Max Chronic or something. That was my prospect. Chronic is a rookie. Yeah. What does their rotation look like? I kind of just want to see, like, what is their rotation in the final four? They have some veteran. There's got to be. They must have, they must have, like, I know he was on the, I think he was on the Dodgers, like, like Scott Casimir, or like someone like that is definitely on the Pirates. And we're just going to be like, wait, what? All right. So these are the guys who started the most games. They're, they're five man, basically. Okay. Tyler Anderson. I should have known that. I played him in show this weekend. Uh, JT Brubaker. <laughs> Will Crow, Mitch Keller, Chad Cool. Mitch Keller Chad Cool guy. Okay, That's, Chad Cool, I knew, but Mitch Keller, well, oh wait, I'm confusing with the guy in the Royals. Yeah, you're thinking of Brad Keller. Oh my god, I don't know any of these guys. I know Chad Cool. That's it. And then Who's Trevor that? Cahill started eight games and he's been terrible. Yeah, Trevor Cahill. That, that's a Casimir type. Who's got the lowest ERA out of that? Brew Baker. Okay. With what? What is, what is his ERA? It's 409. I had him in fantasy for a second. Okay, 409's respectable. He's respectable. Yes. As your best? I oh, mean, as your best is not great, but. Oh my gosh. The I mean, Pirates it's a Pirate. are a terrible organization. The Pirates also picked the shittiest year to get the number one. I'm going to do a draft for preview soon. Like, yeah. they, 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 I was watching LLB Network this morning and they said the guy that the Pirates take at number one is the guy that they're going to be able to sign. That's how shitty they are. The prospects don't want to go there. They're, they're so against it that they said, of these top seven guys, the Pirates are going to reach out to all of them, and whichever one they're going to be able to sign. Because they're going to ask, because if you're the number one pick, you ask for the, like a shitload of money. Right. They're like, we, they're going to try and find whoever they're going to be able to afford, which is a ridiculous statement for the draft. Oh, my God. I just, oh, Pittsburgh's not even a small, like, is this small market? Uh, it's not it's small market. I mean, you got other good sports teams, right? You got the Penguins for hockey. You got the Steelers for football. Yeah, it doesn't like, make sense. What happened to the Pirates? Like, do they not share in the sports wealth there? I don't know what it is, but they have two All Stars, so good for them. And then, last note, I have no Willie Peralta, which is ridiculous. He should be an All Star for the Brew for Milwaukee. What are his stats? They have a Willie Peralta and a Freddie Peralta. I may be wrong. 
I think you meant Freddie Peralta. Yes, I think I meant. I was wondering why when I said that, both Sean and Cece gave me a look like. I don't think Willie Peralta's. I was looking at his page not too long ago. I don't think he's on Milwaukee anymore. Not gonna lie. Where Where is Willie? I don't know. Detroit, I want to say. It says yeah. It says Detroit. Yeah, he is. Oh, he's with Detroit now. Okay. He's actually pitching not too badly, but in five games, but (laughs) yeah. All right, I said Willie. I said Willie Peralta when we were talking about the Brewers in the beginning, dude. Why didn't know? No, I think you said Freddie, dude. I'm nearly certain I said Willie because I have Willie written down like four times. Oh wow! I I didn't even mention Freddie. No, it's Freddie Peralta. That's the All Star snub. Yeah, Freddie Peralta's sick. He's sick. I think his ERA is two three. I think. I mean, let me see. I know that whole rotation is just. Yeah, two point two three. Okay, so yeah, he that's. Egregious. All right, moving on. Two trades that happened recently. We can talk about first one. Marlins traded Dickerson and Simber for panic and a low-level prospect. Yeah. I don't know what the Marlins are doing. I mean, I think it at least the prospect apparently people are okay with is, like, decent. When they say, like, player to be named later, it kind of looks bad because you're like, oh, do they not even know what they're getting? But if people are saying that the guy they got is, like, decent value, it's just you gave away two pieces. He's not in their top 25. No, because I think he's, like, older. I don't think he's – isn't he, like, 25 or 24? I thought it was the other way, that he was really young. But oh. I could be wrong. Um, I mean, Joe Panic is nothing. No. Yeah, that's just – that's a depth piece at best. Yeah, and they have a ton of infielders, like, in the AAA system that people are like, I'd rather see them get a chance to play. Than I mean, I'm – I know Dickerson's hurt, so he's probably not going to play for like a month, and he's a free agent, so he's just a, a one-month rental, basically. And Simber's, I think, also on a one-year deal. So, like, it's and not like they're giving friends. up assets, but still, like, you're not getting much in return. Right. Blue Jays also made that trade for Rowdy, which I don't know how that, – that trade doesn't make sense if you're Milwaukee. No, Was it Rowdy for – Trevor Richards. Yeah. Trevor Richards, the only thing I know about him is that his – uh when he was an independent ball, he got scouted as his changeup for having an, his, his changeup had an 80 rating, which is like the highest it can be. And I remember thinking like when Tampa got, I'm like, oh, they're going to turn him to a Cy Young winner. But he's now working out of the pen, just more depth for Toronto. I think yeah. I like that move for Toronto more because Rowdy was useless for them. Yeah, yeah they're basically just giving up their bench. Saw, for... So now they've got Simber and Trevor Richards off giving up Joe Panic. Oh, the prospect they gave up was 24, so I don't know. Maybe something. And then uh, what did they Rowdy. give up? Rowdy Tellez. Like, yeah, doing that in a heartbeat. And Dickerson. Yeah, Dickerson's a good yeah, end that, at least. Fourth outfielder, maybe. I'm, I'm scared of the Blue, the Blue Jays. are good. They're, they're a good team. They're better they than some other team, yeah, at least. Yeah. The Orioles. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think the Blue Jays, they also have Kirby Yates, which I think people forget about. He's oh, injured. Oh, okay. He's um, back. I, out this year, right? I, I think he's out for this year. I and then their other guy, Merriweather, who was closing games at the beginning of the year, he should be back. So their bullpen, if it can get better, that's pretty good. And then and they're like a move away. Like they have a lot of prospects still. If they could get like just to name a guy, Barrios, like yeah, that yeah, would Barrios be has been up a lot. That's a tough they're gonna have to give up a lot. You're gonna have to give Pearson and more. Yeah, no, for sure. Or really? promotions, their their yeah. shorts that prospect. Really? That good? Barrios is under contract, I think, for another year as well. Okay. Yeah, he's got two more. He's yeah. free agent the year after next. So he's he, he's going to take a good amount. I mean, I think that they're you can say one move away. I think they're one Pearson just being good away. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he can come up and do what he was supposed to do, he just has to be the fourth starter. That's all they need. And if you can do that, that's third place is locked up. So, what's up? They've got third place locked up now. So, okay. we'll get there later. Okay. Or yeah. well, actually, I was planning on getting there right now because the okay. next trade we're going to talk about is the Yankees. Let's go. <laughs> Finally, getting that big piece that they needed. <laughs> the Auburn <Auburn-man>. man. <laughs> Timmy oh, Castro. They are fixed. I'm going to throw Castro for nothing. Swear to God. Yankee fans, you want to cry? It's oh. Timmy LaCastro. There's not much to say. He's a pinch runner. But, like, is this bad news for your boy, Tyler Wade? Well, he's already yeah, been sent down, definitely. so. He got sent down? Oh. Yeah, he got sent down. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's what's doing it, I think. They got LaCastro because now Clint Frazier is having, like, spells of dizziness all the time. <laughs> vertigo. I saw that. Listed yeah. as vertigo. So they literally got him to replace Clint Frazier. And yeah, they're still starting Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner is now starting at center field for the New York Yankees. What the fuck is this franchise? Can we just admit that they're actually bad? Like, it's the team name that people think, like, oh, they're pulling around. Like, they are legit shit. They're garbage. Your GM's shit. Your team is shit. Your owner's shit. Your future shit, your present shit, your past was all right. It was all right. That's it. Your bullpen sucks. Steve, keep looking at me like that. Your closer sucks. Dawn's looking at you too. I'm literally just looking at the screen, and you're calling me out, dude. Like I'm not. I even didn't realize we're getting into this right away. I thought we were kind of saving this, but let's let's. You know what we should do? We should throw money at a at a hyped up starter to make our fan base feel good for an off season, and then regret it immediately. When the guy can't pitch without a goddamn fucking whatever it is, spider tag on his someone take it away. I'm gonna fucking freak out. No, I agree. <laughs> we need to we need to have like a, a raise esque off season where we just like trade a bunch of players and like we need to fire Cashman, fire Boone, and some someone buy the team away from Hal Steinbrenner. That's I agree with Steinbrenner's gotta sell the team. He's not George Steinbrenner was a great owner because he actually wanted to win and he was willing to spend whatever the fuck it took to win. And his dumbass son is not like that. His I'm, son literally just goes, "Nope, I want to save money." And it's kind of like payroll is like top five. What the fuck? Yeah, are you no, saying? your payroll is still there. Did you see that he was on a plane and they interviewed him? And he was just like, "Yeah, this is on the players. They suck ass." Like he took no yeah, response. No. Yeah, no, he <laughs> totally like, went <laughs> What the fuck? Oh my god, that team is a dumpster fire. I I am very hard on Cashman, and I agree. I think Cashman should be fired, but I think you're big. Where? What, why does Boone have a job? Like, there's no reason that Aaron Boone should have a job. Yeah, no, he's got to be a goalie. Lately, I think like we we hinted at it before with Chapman, right? Boone's decision to keep bringing him in, right? It only took after Sunday for Boone to come out and be like, "Well, his role as closer will be reevaluated." <laughs> like. I mean, even no, though, it, like, the next game, he not make good pitching decisions. No, oh, dude, the next game, he, he takes out, uh, what was it, Cortez, who was, like, rolling, gave up a yeah. well, I think. The fucking first pitch, Darren O'Day gives up a home run to beat Eliza. Yeah, like, and then we had to bring in Chad Green right. to close it out, which yeah. he did pretty good. Chad, yeah, Green. Nice. Chad Green's good, and Lasagna's good. It's just, I yeah, just, no, it's, I don't, I don't even know how to just, They haven't made anything they, they haven't made any dinosaurs. moves. Look at the way they – dude, they went and got Giancarlo Stanton. 
which a five-year-old could have told you he's good at baseball. Like, this is not a depth piece move. They went out and got Garrett Cole, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Like, they're not doing these, like, deep moves where they're getting value in nooks and crannies. They're not doing that. They went out and got – what were those bullpen pieces we've gone over before? Fucking awful. They traded away Ottavino for nothing. Got rid of Canley, too. They're a dinosaur organization. Yeah, I mean, they were making trades like that. I mean, like when they made the Luke Voigt trade like three years ago, like those like really mm-hmm. sneaky trades. Yeah. But now they're not doing that anymore for whatever reason. And I think that they're going to be stuck like this if they don't move on. I mean, I think Hal Steinbrenner maybe – I mean, isn't he supposed to be like analytical? Here's the problem with the Yankees is they want to make a mix of analytical and like big money. You can't right. – I'm sorry. For me at least, I feel like you have to choose one or the other. You either got to spend big money and get, like, the obviously good – The Red Sox! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. The Dodgers, like, they do that, Steve. They're the best team in baseball. You I can... don't even – but they're good. But I think, again, a lot of it is big market. I think they're grabbing a lot of these – like, you can look at half their players and be like – Kershaw oh, yeah, developed by them. Bueller developed by them. Urias developed by them. Seager developed by them. Lux developed by – do you want me to go on? Will Smith Avenger. developed by them. Every single – I think everyone Will on their team minus Bauer. I think Bauer is the only big – And Betts. And Betts. That's Bauer a trade, though. Like, no, no, that's actually a really good point. But bets they got because they had Verdugo, Downs, and Wong. They had the good system. That's how they got Mookie Betts. You got to do both. Almost they, every team. Bro, the Yankees are in the bottom 10 in the league at this. Like, they're, most teams understand now how you have to run an organization, at least somewhat. Pittsburgh, no. No. Well, no, Pittsburgh is. I mean, the Yankees are holding on to this model of, like, we're going to sign these big guys. We're going to market them. And if they lose value, we're fucked. And that's what's happening. Well, it's also, you got to realize, like, you have all this money invested in John Carlos Stanton. He's not going anywhere. Why are you holding on to all these right-handed bats? Like, I know, like, Judge and Judge is a fan favorite. But, I mean, at this point, I'm not saying trade Judge. But, like, you got to at least consider that, like, all things yeah. on the table. Like, no no player is untradeable. Like, yeah. Cole. You got to do it. Well, at this point, well, yeah, you can't make that contract. Happy. But, like. Yeah. I'd say the only guys who are untradeable are guys who trade contracts. Like. I'd. I'm not trading judge for, I mean, this is our debate later. Our debate later is what the Yankees should do. So I don't want to step on that too much. I mean, I'll just say that I wouldn't trade judge personally. Um, going off of Cole, I had the stats of Chapman and here is Cole's before, after the, the substance memo, which was June 6th, ERA 1.78 first whip 0.83 second K's per nine, 12.3, which was third home runs per nine 0.6, which was fourth. Then you go to, since that his ERA is 5.4 just 26th out of 30, 1.22 whip, 19th. Strikeout rate's still good, 10.1, ninth best in the league. But his home runs per nine, 2.81, 31st out of 32. Like, he's average. Low average. Actually. I think he's going to pick it up. But he has to adjust. But... I'm, not, like, I'm not worried about Cole for the, for, uh, the next few, for the next few years. Okay. At, at he's long, not going to be the, the same future. guy the first 10 Right. Long long in the future, thing. I'm getting nervous, but. Is what you have to acknowledge is that you guys paid him for a guy that he's not going to be. Yes. No, I and I agree. However, I the one thing I will say in defense of his contract is we've gone a long time without winning a World Series. And listen, he, if he gets us to a World Series, a lot, I think a lot of Yankee fans, not all, obviously, and I personally wouldn't agree. But a lot of Yankee fans will take that for the contract. In what universe are you making the World Series this year or next no, year? Not, no, but again, again let's be let's be honest with ourselves. What you're saying? Nobody saw the Yankees being this bad at the beginning of the year. Of course like, not, but before they are. Before the season started, 
nobody was like, oh, yeah, the Yankees are going to be about a 500 team and in fourth place in their division. I don't, I don't think anybody thought that. No one was thinking that, Steve, but, like, Yankee fans need to realize expectations mean jack shit. I don't care no, what you expected to And I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. The idea, dude, the, the Garrett Cole contracts idea was we're going to bring him in immediately and win. And yeah. now that they haven't done that long term, yeah, I, he's hurting your chances of winning a World Series because you can't bring in other guys. So in terms of like him eventually winning you a World Series, he's hurting those chances. Yeah, the window closed team. much earlier than they expected, and now yeah. they're fucked. Yes, and that's what I was going to get into was the idea basically was, you know, we were going to give him like those first five years. Now we don't even have that because of the sticky situation. Our timetable has been shortened in a way we didn't see coming. And listen, uh, I'm not going to sit here and defend Cole or Chapman or any of those guys because they did fuck us. Like, and I really, and I don't even know what the right answer is. I'll get more into it when we have our debate later because part of me is like, you have a good team, just you got to do something to wake them up. And another part of me is just like, you got to rebuild. I, and I, I don't even know. And I think that's just, I want to see if it's the scariest or sad part, but like, I, and I, unfortunately, I don't think our front office knows. And that's the sad part. That's why I think you have to get rid of Cashman, Boone, restart your front office. Because I don't think they know what to do at this point. And you need to bring in guys who can look at this and give us a straight answer of, all right, we're either going to stick with the team we have and try to build with it, or we're starting over. We're go- This year, offseason, we're going to be trading everybody, and then we're restarting. Like, but first off, we need to straight it. We need a plan. And I don't think the Yankees have that at this point. And that's the scariest part for our future. Hmm. All right. Let's move on to the drafts because we're going to talk about them again. But And on that note. Uh... Last, last note, Fangraphs has this new thing, which I really like, which based off of war, they can, they can calculate what he should be worth, basically, what you should be paying him. Oh, no. uh, Cole's worth $21 million this year. You're paying him 36 yeah, That's $15 million you wasted. I mean, I, mean I, I actually just texted out, and I'm regretting that because I kind of want to check what Chapman is worth. But how much are they paying him? 18? Something like that, yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure. These are – it's bad contracts. I mean, Stanton is still getting paid like 30 for the next six years or something ridiculous. Yeah, he's, he's locked up long-term, which is concerning because oh. he has no longevity whatsoever. And that's a, that's a dinosaur contract. You don't give $30 million to a DH. Most, no matter how good he is, and Stan's not even the best. He's not I was never a fan. I was never a fan of Stan contract, and I hated the people who were like, "Oh, we just gave up money." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you don't realize we're gonna need that money to pay future guys." And now you guys are right. Now we're fucked in the future because we can't pay future guys with that money. I think that the fact is the Yankees right now are not that good, and they're losing. They're gonna lose people in the future because you're not re-signing. Judge Torres, all these guys, Sanchez, even I hate Gary, but Gary's had a great season. You're not going to be able to get all of these guys. You're going to lose some. And not only that, you're going to not be able to bring in the talent like the Yankees have to do. This was right. This was a conversation, and I know CeCe's going to get mad because I'm going to say his name, but that Michael Kay was having uh, in the offseason uh, last year when they first signed Cole. The biggest problem is with the amount of money the Yankees have, they probably had enough money for three like ginormous contracts. Stan took one, Cole took the other. And at the time, Torres was looking really good. Judge was looking really good, right? You had all these guys looking really good. Who, so who do you give it to? Because you're not going to be able to afford them. And now we're hitting that point of Judge, I think, next year is a free agent, right? I don't um, think. Or the season after. 
Torres is going to be a free agent soon. I'm still a believer in Torres. I know a lot of guys have given up on him, but I think he still has the potential to be good. You brought up Gary, right? If he can keep doing what he's doing somehow, he's going to be demanding a bigger contract. Like we're not going to have the money to pay these guys. And I, I don't, and again, we'll get into it later, but it's, Scary to I, think of our future right now. I still have a New York Post article that said the Yankees should do what the Red Sox didn't. They traded Mookie Betts, and that you guys should trade Aaron Judge. Yankees don't have the balls to do that. No, no, no they would never do it. Not, no. they're not doing it. All right, moving on to the draft. Seven guys. I'm not an expert on scouting, so I'm not going to go very in depth. I'm going to give like a point or two on each name, just so because by the time we do our next show, the first draft will have happened. I can just say the guy that the Red Sox got of these seven because I'm going to expect they're going to get one of the seven. The, I'm going in list of MLB Pipeline's list of best prospects. Their number one, Marcelo Meyer, five-tool shortstop from California, bat first guy, currently committed to USC, expected to be the number one pick to Pittsburgh. Money's the problem. He's using the fact that he's committed to USC as a bargaining chip, basically saying, you draft me and undersell me, I'm going to USC and you're screwed. I could so see Pittsburgh fucking this up. <laughs> so see them under like lowballing him and him just being like, Fuck off. Going to USC. You yeah. lost your number one pick. Uh, second off, the guy I know about the most, because he's the one that I want the Red Sox to get, and the one that I think everyone knows the most about, Jack Leiter. Vanderbilt pitcher. Four-pitch guy. Fastball, curve, slider, change. Hasn't thrown this change much in college, so um, that would be something he would have to develop more in the minor leagues. Um, early this season, he had a no-hitter, which was pretty good. Then followed it up with seven no-hit innings, and his coach pulled him because <laughs> he wanted to save his arm. I, what do you guys think of that? Like, you have a no hitter through seven innings. You it's pissed? college. I like understanding that there's deeper things than your college resume. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to kill his arm and then he loses out on millions of dollars. And you if it was like a close back. game and you wanted to like bring in a reliever, that makes sense. Especially I think they're winning by a good amount. I think it was just to save his arm. I mean, back to back no hitters is a good resume to have if you're trying yeah. to be the number one pick. Um, Report from Fangraph says that Leiter is asking for stupid money from the first three teams because he has no intentions of going to Pittsburgh or Texas or any of these teams that Boston and him, they're connected. So that's good. Baseball's weird. You actually have to connect pre-draft rather than the NFL where you connect post. So Leiter has met with the Red Sox. He's my hope. I hope that they can get him. Third, third prospect is Jordan Lawler, five-tool shortstop from Texas. Same, basically the same as Meyer, bat first guy, committed to Vanderbilt, which uh, is the worry for Pittsburgh. I'll, I'll just say this after. Number four guy is Khalil Watson from Wake Forest, North Carolina, not the college, the town. Five-tool shortstop from North Carolina. He's more of a speed-first glove guy. He now is committed to NC State. So now you're in a situation if you're Pittsburgh, which this has gone worst-case scenario for them. The one, the best prospect, the third and the fourth best, according to MLB Pipeline, they're now all committed to colleges. So if you're Pittsburgh and you want any of these three guys, you have to understand that you have to pay a shit ton or these guys are going to go to college and you're losing the number one pick. So I'm not, I don't want the first pick if I'm Pittsburgh because you're going to be forced into this situation where you're going to have to pay money that you're probably not going to be comfortable with. Fifth guy, Westchester gang, Henry Davis, Louisville catcher from Fox Lane, New York. Bat first, he loves robotic umps. He wants, he's not very good at receiving. He wants robotic umps. Basically, the, he would probably be the number one pick if robotic umps were a thing. Uh, sixth best guy, Kumar Rocker, Vanderbilt pitcher. Very similar to uh, Leiter, four-pitch 
fastball, curveball, slider change. He had a 20 strikeout no hitter last season, which got him a lot of attention. And then the seventh, which he's kind of come on late, is a pitcher from Oklahoma, Jackson, J-O-B-E. How do you say that? Job? I think I've heard Jackson Job, right? Is it Jackson or Job? You know, like sometimes they say that. I'd probably well, Job. Probably it's, it's Oklahoma, you know? Yeah, probably Job. Yeah, all right. It's probably Job. Jackson Job. Uh, his pitch, the, his best pitch is a slider. It's graded as the highest of any draft prospects pitches. He's a high, he's the top high school pitcher, uh, currently committed to Ole Miss. So we'll see how that goes. Um, draft next Sunday where we record late Sunday. So actually the draft will probably be going on when we're recording next Red Sox fourth pick. Let's go. Um, Yankees, where are you guys picking? 20. Somewhere in the twenties, 20 Mets. Where are you picking? Do you know? Uh, 14. Yeah, somewhere around there. Okay, so that's good. We'll get more analysis on that afterwards. Go Red Sox. All right, moving on. Big series this week. There's two of them, both involving the Astros. First one, Astros Athletics at Houston. Any opening thoughts? How many games? Three games. I'm going to say the A's. They they played very well against the Red Sox, even though they lost two out of three. Um, the Astros cooled off. They're still, you know, they're still pretty good. But I like the A's making a fight. I don't know. I just fucking hate the Astros. I'm gonna we say also point out the Astros, a lot of the teams they beat were weaker teams. Right. So I'm going to say A's take two out of three. All right. Uh, pitching matchups are Tuesday, Bassett Valdez. Wednesday, Menea versus Garcia. Thursday, Montas versus McCullers. Probably favors athletics. Yeah, it's the weaker of the Houston rotation. I'd still go Houston two out of three. I just think that team's – they're too complete. I Unfortunately, I think they're the favorite right now in the AL. I agree, sadly. Um, I'll go Ash, uh, Athletics two out of three, though. I think Manea and Bassett are both very good, so mm-hmm. go with that. You too? I, th- I think I'm going to go two out of three also. I think I'm letting my bias oh, against yeah. the Astros come into play, but – Which team two out of three? A's. Uh, I was hoping he's going to say something different so he could stay at zero. <laughs> <laughs> what do you well, got? Means I'm automatically going to win because I was the only one to pick Houston. CC, you have athletics two out of three as well? Yeah. So three athletics two out of three and one Houston two out of three. So very, it's even somewhat. Uh, moving on, Yankees Astros. I just have this because I love fucking talking about the Yankees and the Astros together. I would love for these guys to pick the Yankees right now. Oh Steve, my God. Steve getting a heart attack would be funny. I'm going Astros two out of three. Where is it being? Do you want the yo? You want the pitching matchups? I don't, I don't need the pitching matchups. Yeah, no, you don't. No, you uh, don't. So I'm looking at our offense right now. That's all I need. To see. <laughs> I'm just curious. Um, is it going to be played at Yankee Stadium or is that at? It's in Houston. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's. Oh Friday. yeah, that made a huge. No, no, no. Like I was just curious <laughs> if you like Yankee fans booing the Astros players. Not that it would make a difference, but that would just be funny. Friday is Cole versus Odorizzi. Saturday is Tyone versus Grinky. Sunday, the Yankees haven't announced yet. Very sneaky. Very, ooh, they're going to catch him off guard. Ooh, who are we throwing? If Cortez. If Cortez yeah. pitches, I'm picking that team. It's one of – it's probably going to be either Cortez or Herman will actually come up a day. Um, where's Mike? Is Michael King? King, totally just – King is funny because they've really shown his stats. Whenever he pitches the first yeah. inning, he had like a 15 ERA. And then oh. any inning after that, he had like a one something year. It's like ridiculous. It's like what? And then pitching good. for Houston on Sunday, Valdez. So TBD versus Valdez, probably Herman. Okay. I'm not what gonna you- lie. I would love to pick the Yankees here. 
and then win a point. I don't know. It'd just be really funny if I pick the Yankees and the Yankees fans don't. But do it. You won't. Man, I can't. They fucking suck. It's like picking the Pirates. Why would you pick? Yeah, I don't get like these matchups favor Houston too. Yeah, no, it makes no sense. I'm gonna say Houston sweeps. The fucking Yankees suck ass. I'm going two out of three for Houston. I I I don't want to say sweep. I'm thinking that, but I can't. I can't say sweep against the Yanks. Both the Yankee fans picking against their team. This is like the week in history where their hearts were fish. Their their spirit was broken. Yeah, this I always like having a bet against my team though. I like having a Yankee series because it keeps them honest because they don't want to pick yeah. against them. But now well, it's come to the point where they have. Last week we were like, "All right, your team sucks, but we'll still pick our team." And this week it's like, "All right." Then two oh. weeks ago I picked against them. Oh, okay, fair. You did. This means you're not a real fan, Sean. No, nah, it's just they're, they're playing the Red Sox, who they know yeah, I'm street to. So I want to be right. What do you pick, Steve? I picked Astros. Oh, okay. two out of three or sweep. I uh, I'm going two out of three. My spirit's not completely broken, just mostly broken. <laughs> I'm so tempted to go Houston sweep. I would do it. Quite honestly, I could totally see that happening. The other thing is the Friday start. Oda Rizzi is not the greatest, and it like Cole sucks, but. Well, had a couple good starts post-sticking substance. Not a lot, but he's had a couple. If he can pull one out of his ass against his ERA is up to two nine one on the year, which is still very good. Don't get me wrong, but considering he was riding like a low two, like two yeah. weeks ago, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I'll go Astros two out of three. I'll just play play a little bit conservative. I like it though. <laughs> All right, hot takes. Oh, yeah, Yankees fucking suck. That's it's not a hot take. Not a hot take at all. That's the coldest take ever. That's true. Does anyone have one? I have one if no one else wants to go. Go for it. Yeah, go first. We haven't had a hot take that's gotten, like, a heavy argument yet. Yeah. You want to change it? Do you want to change that? Yeah. Um, The 2021 Red Sox are just as good as the 2018 Red Sox. Oh, Jesus. Lord of mercy. Nope. Nope. Okay. What? 2018 Red Sox average 5.4 runs a game. 2021, 5.3. 2018 Red Sox pitching let up 4.6. This year, they're down to 4.3. The, the only diff- the Red Sox currently are on pace to win 104. They won the 2018 one to 108. So four games apart. Only difference. Mookie Betts had a 10.8 war season, which is just stupid. That's right. not like he's never going to repeat that. And I don't think. I don't think anyone in the league, maybe save for Tatis and Otani, if he can put it together, is going to have a 10.8 war season. Right now, Verdugo is on track to have a five-war season, so that's six wins below, yet they're on pace to lose four less. Are you tracking my logic here? No, I got you. I'm actually – I'm looking at the 2018 team. It's I see not as good the, as people remember. I want. I thought their lineup was really good. I didn't realize, like, Nunez played a lot of games there. and like Nunez Sanchez was a starting third baseman. I think a lot of people are blinded by, you know, bets. No, but it was blinded by JD. It was bets and JD. But both of them both have a thousand, but no one was in the nine. They have the Red Sox have three guys this year that are nine hundreds, and then Verdugo's and Renfro are gonna have eight hundred. They're much deeper. Also, like the bigger deal for me is the bullpen. In 2018, the Red Sox had no reliever that I'm really trusting in a one-run game. Kimbrell's ERA was I think like 3-0. Yet he was still so shaky. The Red Sox this year have five guys that I would be okay in a one-run game. They're, they're bullpen. It's the Bloom, the Tampa Bay experience where it's more of a bullpen game than a starter's game. 
I also looked at the, I went position by position. 2021 Red Sox are better at seven of the 11, 11, 11 positions. I kind of starting pitching and relief pitching is too. What, uh, what's the 2018 Red Sox rotation? I have that as well with ERAs. Um, the Red Sox this year, their, their ERA is better in spots, two, three, four, and five. But then you have Chris Sale with a 2-1 in the A spot. Who was the number two in 2018? By ERA, it was David Price with a 388. Oh, wow. Pavetta's better than that this year. Pavetta. Yeah. And then Price wasn't even, Price got rocked by the Yankees in the playoffs. Um, the fifth spot for the Red Sox rotation at a 5-6 ERA. Garrett Richards is better than that, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Who was uh, that? The, the five spot, it was Velazquez, Johnson, and Pomeranz split. Oh, okay. And their combined numbers were 5-3. Um, gotcha. I think Johnson was hurting that. <laughs> I, think, I don't think he was that good. And then Pomeranz wasn't good that year either. Yeah, and then my main problem, good. the bullpen. Like this 2018 bullpen, Kimbrell, 285 ERA. That's good. Your eighth inning guy was Joe Kelly. He had a 4-4-9 ERA. That's not good at all. And that's your eighth inning guy. I would much rather have Adovino with a 2-8. I'd rather have Taylor with a 3-0. I'd rather have Salamura with a 2-6. Hernandez with a 2-4. Whitlock with a 1-7. That's six. And then Barnes with a 2-5. Six guys would be the best uh, reliever in the Red Sox bullpen of that team from this year's team. No, I mean, I can a good offense and a good bullpen is a good way to build a team. And then this year's, like Sean said, the 2018 team was not as well-rounded as this team on the offensive side either. Betts, Martinez had 1,000 war seasons. Bogarts and Devers weren't Bogarts and Devers yet. Like, Bogarts was better. I think Bogarts' OPS was 860 around, but it's 960 this year. Devers didn't start. It was Eduardo Nunez. And if you want to argue about Devers' defense, Eduardo Nunez's was even worse. So, Dever, and then Devers is obviously much better hitter. You still have Martinez. The, the one glaring hole is the 2018 Red Sox had an ace. Sale with a 2-1 ERA. I love you, Valdi. There's much more star power, it seems. This team's more, like, complete. Yeah. Kind of like Tampa this year, like, just, like, very balanced. It's a more complete team. And, like, let's not forget, Chris Sale is on the 2021 Red Sox as well. He will come into the playoffs actually like with an arm in 2018. He was, he didn't pitch in September because they were worried about his arm. Um, he'll be fresh. So I just don't see that much of a gap between these two teams with, with the exception of Betts versus Verdugo and Betts having just the stupidest year ever. I, I mean, the out, I have it position, position by position. The only positions that were better in 2018 first base, right field, DH and the ace, the first starting pitcher. That's it. And in terms of the gap, the only big gap, I would say, is between Betts and Renfro, who is our right fielder. But even Renfro is not bad. I mean, I can – I mean, I think the big thing for me is that I thought in 2018 they'd be really good, and this year I did not at all. And Ex- so Expectations. Expectations I mean, definitely impact that. Regular season-wise, the Red Sox are set. The big thing is just will these guys show up in the playoffs? It's – I think is like the litmus test for them. And I remember in 2018, like going into the playoffs, it was pretty clear they were the favorites. Right. This year, can we really say? It? I mean, with Houston yeah, and the White Sox, just they are. I think Red Sox fans have faith in them. I'm I I, I have faith in them. Like, but and Rogers' I, argument isn't that you know they're going to win the World Series this year. Yeah. It's that they're better than the 2018 Red Sox. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Was a fair point. I don't think you're better than the 2018 Red Sox if you don't make a playoff run, though. But yeah, the, I mean, the, I think yeah. The 2018 on. Red Sox are also the luckiest team health wise in history. The Red Sox this year are lucky with health, but if that continues, I think that they're 
right in the mix of it. I also think like, I mean, the, I, I don't, I think the playoffs are a crapshoot. I think getting there is the most important thing and we'll see what happens. Um, I, I think that there are many times that the best team doesn't win it. And I just, I'm just comparing the two teams, not even looking at their results and saying, I think that the 2018 Red Sox are better than people remember. And I think this team is worse, is better than what people are. Sorry, yeah, I set up. You said um, 2018 are worse than people remember. Yes, they are worse than people remembered. And I think this team is better than people are giving them credit for. I just, that bullpen 20 team wasn't that good. This year, they have one of the best. And the offense, I think, is just as good. I mean, I just, they're scoring, what, 0.1 runs per game less. It's, no, I mean, it's fair. I mean, I can't argue. If you're going to say just based on what you said, I mean, you have the stats to back it up, so I can't really argue with that. My only argument is just, will a team built like this show up in the playoffs? Which they definitely can. It's not that they can't. It, I, it feels like the Giants, in a way, they're, obviously the Giants have a lot more randomness going on. But it's like the Giants are legit, but will you pick the Giants to go to the World Series? I don't know. Will I pick the Red Sox? It's tough. And Grass gives them the second best chance, the Red Sox. They definitely have a chance. Just it's very crowded right now at the moment. Yeah, I feel. Dodgers are one. Yeah. The the Dodgers won Red Sox two, and um, I think they have Houston at three. Yeah, Houston's been favored a lot by analytics. And, and but if you're go, if for me, a quick AL power rankings. I mean, as of right now, I have Red Sox at one for the AL just because they're on a ten and one streak. Obviously, is that standing? No. So I'm going Houston one, Red Sox two. I'm really tempted to put Toronto at three. Not gonna White lie, Sox. but White Sox. Yeah, it's the White Sox. I put an A's above Blue Jays. I put Blue, Blue Jays. Jays the Blue Jays never do best. anything in the playoffs. The Blue Jays have the second best offense in the league and are adding George Springer. You know, I had to reevaluate starting pitching because I just like starting pitching, and Blue Jays have shit starting pitching. No, they don't. That's the thing. They Ryu don't. is sick. Ryu is oh, sick. Yeah. Ray is had a sick year. Manoa is very good. Manoa is very good. Yeah, and then, yeah. like, I think their four and five is Mats and Stripling, which yeah, they're solid. They're fine. Is, yeah, they're not bad. For being a four or five, that's that's fine. The Blue Jays' problem is the bullpen, but. Like we they've said, added two pieces. they've added two pieces already. And Merriweather's probably going to come back. I don't think Yates is coming back, though, to be honest. I think he's out. Oh, I don't think he is. So that's three bullpen pieces that they've added right there. So and they've been good without Springer. Too, yeah. So. And their problem, I mean, their main problem, I only time I watch the Blue Jays really is when they're playing the Red Sox. Rafael Dolis has blew three games against Boston. And they've only played them, I think, nine, three series or so nine times. A third of the games, Rafael Dolis has blown because he was their closer. He's like your sixth inning guy now. Right. Okay. So I just, I don't know. I like, I like them a lot. Do Going back to the thread. What's up? Do the Blue Jays have a playoff spot right now? No. Oh, because they're behind the Rays. Okay. Yeah, they're behind the Rays. I, I think that the Blue Jays will pass the Rays. That's my guess. But I think that the East will send two teams, the West will send two teams, and then the White Sox. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, just adding on to the Red Sox. The Red Sox are on pace for 104 wins and are adding two starters. So, Richards is gone. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Um, actually, Richards had a six-inning, two-hit start where he let up one run. I don't know where that came from. They got cut. Way to be. <laughs> What's up? They cut him after that? No, they didn't cut him. Oh. No, he's going to move to the bullpen. He'll be in the Oh, bullpen. okay, okay. He's going to move to the bullpen when Sale and Hauk come back. Uh, Hauk is at, like, two innings right now. So, he's, like, probably three, four weeks away. 
and then Sale is um, Sales starting his rehab assignment, so he'll be back two to three weeks. That's my guess. Could be wrong. Yeah, we'll see. They've been safe with him, so we'll see. All right, hitters, pitchers to highlight. Anyone? Um, let me see. Where are my hitters? Oh, I have a cool hitter. Uh, the Brewers, you're we talking about before. Omar Nabias, their catcher. Dude is like one of the best hitting catchers in the game right now. I didn't even know who he was until I the Mets are playing the Brewers. So I like looked up why they're hot this guy's an 874 ops and like the, the crazy thing about him is his babip is like crazy high so i was like okay he's having like a lucky year he's not really this good but his babip's been above 330 like three out of four years like, he's never hit for average like is that much bad? no so his batting so his batting average this year is 300 which is his best by far he, he's hit like 270 usually he's got 342 babip this year which is insane and what makes it even crazier is that his exit velocity is like bottom 10% in the league. He's not hitting the ball hard. He's got the highest batter. I'm trying to figure this out. He's not fast either because he's a catcher. No, he's not fast. He's getting lucky is what it sounds like. Consistently had a high batter. So I'm like, all right, it's either crazy luck or this guy knows how to place hits. So I look up highlights. First three highlights, dude just hits oppo through the shift. Oh, okay. He, he just knows how to place hits. And I was like, oh, that's actually pretty sick. Like, it's a, it's kind of a lost start, and it's something that uh, Aiden Smith thinks every baseball player on the planet of the earth can do. It's <laughs> incredibly hard to just take a 95-mile-per-hour fastball and be like, I'm going to serve it like a tennis ball. Like, that's insane. And the guy does it consistently enough that he's got a 400 on base percentage. I mean, pretty sick. His slugging's never been that high. He's got an 874 OPS with uh, slugging below 500. I mean, I mean, catcher offense is hard to come by. So, however you do it, I just thought that was sick. Um, I also have a Brewer, so I'll go now. I have Willie Adamas because I love when teams trade someone with like plans of something else, and their plans go to shit, and the guy that gets traded works out perfectly because Adamas since the trade is slashing 315, 380, 593, 973 OPS since he got traded. So I don't have Tampa Bay's numbers in front of me, but I think that's the best on their team. <laughs> so that's pretty damn good over the last month. The two players that the Rays were trying to make room for were Franco and Walls. Combined, Franco and Walls are slashing 210, 310, 330. So bad. 640 OPS. So that's how you take a trade. You get traded for someone else, and then you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to be completely better than those two guys and lead. And, by the way, you guys are going to go on a terrible cold streak, and we're going to go on one of the greatest hot streaks. I love that. I like the Brewers, too. They're probably my third favorite team, I'd say. I like them a lot. Jackie Bradley, big fan. So, oh, yeah. um, Willie Adamas, way to be. All right, so the hitter I'm going to talk about, quick offensive-oriented catcher here, uh, Eric Haas with the Tigers. He's having a very uh, good hot streak since June 1st, sitting 271, nine bombs with a 961 OPS. His four multi-home run games this year, which I didn't even realize, and uh, he crushes lefties in the small sample size. So it's a quick hitter on Eric Haas, the rookie catcher in Detroit. Steve? Uh, for my hitter this week, I went with uh, Albies of uh, Braves. He's been going off this week. Uh, his last seven games. What's his first name? Ozzy. Damn, I was really hoping you wouldn't know that. <laughs> uh, no, he went 10 for 28 in the, over the, his last seven games. 
uh, seven days, sorry, uh, with three home runs, uh, 13 RBIs, and he had a 679 slugging. So he's been doing really well lately. Uh, he's going to be a key part if the Braves can make a uh, big push in the second half of the season. So hopefully we get to see more of him. Yeah. I like the, I like the Braves. I just think, like, I don't know what's happening there. They're another team that's like, I don't know, shit's not working out. I guess there's sometimes this is some of those things. It's like it's talent's there. It just doesn't work. We don't know why. It just doesn't work. And I think that's they're one of them. It's tough. All right, All right. Back to you, Steve, with pitcher. Don't say Cortez. I know you're going to say Cortez. No, I, I wasn't actually. Right, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Nestor Cortez. No, I was going to say uh, Bueller, actually. Uh, oh. Bueller's been doing really well. Uh, again, his past seven-day stats, he has been – he, in the past seven days, he threw 11.2 innings, uh, and he only allowed three runs over those innings, and he had 13 strikeouts. So he's been killing it. Obviously one of the top pitchers in the league. Um, yeah. Good job. <laughs> Good job. <All> right. <laughs> so I'm very excited about this. The pitcher I'm going to get into, former Met legend, Paulie Seawald. Remember him, oh, Cece? Is he good? Yeah, he's dirty. And so I was looking at Seattle. They're five games over 500. And I was taking a look at their page. Like, I had no clue how they were this good because their their offense is, like, bottom one in the AL. Like, they're low in everything. Uh, Their starting pitching is, like, average. And it's just they have four random guys in the bullpen that are having, like, career years, and Seawald is one of them. 1.59 ERA. His FIP is 109, which is even better. And he's striking out. He has 40 strikeouts through 22 and a third, so that's 16 Ks per nine. And he's doing it with basically two pitches. He has a mid-90s, not even a low-90s fastball and a slider. Oh, he got slider? Yeah, he has two pitches. And his fastball is the more effective one, weirdly enough. So that's what it is. Because every year with the Mets, they're like, we've got this nice changeup. He's going to come in and dominate. And they fucking suck dick. But I don't think we've talked about Seattle like once this podcast. So I was looking at their stats. So they're 45 and 40 right now, five games over. But they have a minus 41 run differential. They're like the Indians. So they're expected to be basically seven games worse than they already are right now. And it's because they're 19 and seven in one run games because of this bullpen. It's, it's weird. And it's all guys that they just either claimed on waivers or just like signed as minor league free agents. Interesting. That's something you don't hear out of Seattle a lot. Good news. You don't really hear yeah. out of Seattle. Seattle's got two top five prospects. So maybe they can yeah. put something together in the next couple of years. We'll see. I don't think I don't think so. <laughs> I hope so. I like that. That's a good market. When they get hot, they have a good fan base. But I like their their like color scheme and like yeah. what they got going on. I like they the, the name. Like Twenty years. Oh yeah, they have the longest. They need I to make an have, appearance. I think they have the longest drought in like pro sports. Yeah, I think so. With uh, Cleveland breaking it, the Indian, yeah. uh, the Browns, not the Indians. Right. How long has it been? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Ichiro's rookie year. <sighs> yeah. Is that with your that Griffey too, isn't it? That was the 116 win season. Yeah. We've made it since. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hate to see it, Seattle. You Actually, it. you know what's funny is Moneyball is the 2002 season, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes. So Moneyball was the the end of the, the Mariners, yeah. I guess. Maybe well, the Angels were winning the division that year. So the Mariners yeah. were out. Did the Angels win the World Series? They Oh no, you know yeah, Moneyball's Moneyball's won it, yeah. 2002 was the Angels. Moneyball might have been 03. Maybe Moneyball was 03. Yes. Well, we can, we can easily 
We can easily actually it's Moneyball 04 because it's the year Damon goes to Boston. No, it's 03 because it's 03 because the next year at the end of the movie it says, you know, he went to Boston and Boston ended up he didn't go to Boston, but Boston ended up winning in 04. Yeah, you're right. I searched up Johnny Day, I mean Matt Damon Red Sox initially. Matt Damon to the Red Sox. He's an actor. No, his first year in Boston. (laughs) Moneyball is 2002. Moneyball is 2002. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I guess maybe they're not I, – I, it's kind of hard because also the Astros have been a powerhouse the last five years. The A's are always solid. Yeah. Angels are – They get hype. They're always 500, I feel like. Yeah. Like, they always go, like, 82 wins. So, like, they're always there. So, I feel like them and the Rangers – and then the Ra- – actually, the Rangers are really good, too. Early yeah, they had some years. So, yeah, that's right. I guess maybe it, it could just be the result of a tough division. But, yeah, they have been bad for a while. But, yeah, Paulie Seawald. Lights out. Beast. Well, fuck him, but also nice. All right. My pitcher, Josh Taylor, Red Sox left-handed reliever. He, all right, he has a crazy streak where he hasn't allowed a run in blank straights, scoreless outings. Let's see your guesses. 15. 20. Steve? Six or something high. Wait, innings or outings? Outings. I'm going to be that dick and go in between. I'm going to go 18. Oh, I think you said like 17. 29. Holy oh, shit. 29 shit. straight scoreless outings has not allowed a run since April 24th. Holy shit. A long time ago. <laughs> so he's been he's been their seventh inning, eighth inning guy. Him and Adovino kind of switch off based off if lefties are coming up, it's Taylor. If righties coming up, it's Adovino. He has a .5 whip in this time as well. He's completely reinvented himself. His ERA is still 3.2 because he was that bad before this stretch. He's had 29 straight scoreless outings, and his ERA is 3.2 because his ERA, I think, at the beginning was like 11. He was, he was so bad at the beginning. I actually have a tweet, which I've since deleted, that says, DFA Josh Taylor right now. He's the worst pitcher I've ever seen. You got to keep that. Deleted oh, that one because it was a tough take that I'm not a fan of. I, also, I have actually like five tweets where I'm hating on him and Austin Bryce. Bryce got DFA'd and they've kept Taylor and he's gone. He's been awesome. So don't don't look at my Twitter feed about Josh Taylor because I'm not I'm not too kind. Well, I'm curious. Uh, how many like innings has he pitched in those 29 outings? Do you have? Uh, he usually goes in innings, so it's probably around oh, it's probably okay. like 26 is my guess. Let's see. I, mean, I, I think just because he's a lefty, maybe you'd put him in at like the end of an inning to face like one or two guys. Oh right. You can't, but with the three batter rule, I feel like that's less. Yeah, that's much harder now. Let us see. I'm looking at his game log. It's almost always above an inning. Inning, okay. inning, inning, inning and a third. Inning, 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 inning and two thirds. All right. 29. Uh, I was just curious because he is a lefty. I thought he might. 20, 27 and a third innings. All right. That's respectable. So slightly above oh, there. So, yeah, he's been unsung hero of the Red Sox. Cece, your pitcher. Oh, uh, shoot. Who is my pitcher? Oh. Fuck you. It's Adam Adovino. Oh. That's <laughs> you. Yeah. Yankees fans. Uh, let's see. Well, not to say I called it, but I, I fucking called it. I said, when you guys traded me. But that was the stupidest move I've ever seen a GM make in my life. Because, for one, there was no value at him. For two, he was sick, like the year before. And three, the Yankees had a bad bullpen. And you did it to save Brett Gardner. And four, you gave him to your rival. 
Yes. And he was pissed off. So then he gets the shit on your fucking stupid ass team. Every whatever days they play. Okay, whatever. I've shown the Yankees enough. Not really. We could do go more, but let's just. At the big, the biggest thing about Adam Adovino was he looks so much better in years where spider tag is not a thing. Like his spin rate, like percentiles go up in like years prior to spin uh, spider tag. Then it comes back down to earth. And now that spider tag's gone, he's got one of the better better sliders in the game again. And same thing with like Seth Lugo saw it too, where like he had this crazy spin rate. All of a sudden, everyone's tied with him. And now that those guys are out, Seth Lugo's near the top again. And, like, I don't know. I, he's um, – Adovino is really famous for – really, he got – when he was on the Yankees, at least. I don't know if he still has it, but in Brooklyn, he had, really, like, a gym where he would just work on different pitches and, like, literally, like, study, like, you know, the spin rate of it, like, what he could do with his hand to make it spin more. So – Right. He's got – he's just played a role. incredible at uh, – like the exit velocities on him and the hard hit percentages are like 99 percentile. Like he's just ridiculous at getting soft contact, which is, I mean, obviously something you want. His K rate's like pretty good. It's not ridiculous. His whiff rate's not very good, but I mean, getting soft contact is so underrated in today's game. And I'm just so glad the Yankees didn't see potential in him. Adding on to my 2020 run Red Sox point, two of our hitters to highlight were Red Sox relievers and neither was Matt Barnes, the closer. Yeah. So, and also, by the way, mine last week was Garrett Whitlock. And four, so three Red Sox relievers have gotten shout outs, not including Matt Barnes. Um, I, yeah, I love Ottavino. He's been sick. He actually, yesterday, he closed out yesterday's game because Barnes had, I think, two straight games, three straight games, maybe, where he pitched. So, Ottavino closed out the one run game against the Angels, uh, struck out Otani to win the game, and then said, Happy birthday, bitch, which I didn't love. Not going to lie. It's just mean. Yeah, he goes, he said hi. He screamed. Apparently, I just heard this from my dad. Just source Rajiv's dad. Uh, my dad just told me this. <laughs> no, yeah, I saw this went, online earlier too. Yeah. Out of Happy birthday, that. bitch, on his uh because it was his birthday. And All right, you know what? Never mind. Fuck you out of you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like a, a top. He does he does some weird shit. Earthist. You ever heard this stuff? There's an article about it I read uh, like two days ago. He like walks around barefoot and like in Fenway Park before or wherever they're playing before the game. And like it's kind of like a meditation thing, and it's uh, like he's trying to get connected with the field before I've he pitches on before. it. Yeah. So like he knows the he like knows the aura of the field. It's like I am getting the energy from this field. That is not a Boston type thing, though. That right? is not. That is like they're like ah fuck that. <laughs> That's a California type thing. Yeah, it's much more of a. Well, he's from where? He's from, he's from New York. Yeah. Oh, he's from New York. Adam. Yeah, yeah I shouldn't he know. Just college ball in Boston, <laughs> northeastern. I know. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. He went to college, and that, that a lot of people were saying that uh, when he came. Uh, that's just I don't know about that barefoot in a Fenway Park. It works. I mean, yeah, but a little gross. Gonna get dirty ass feet. Gets results. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not say, if he keeps delivering for you, you're gonna really care. Like, right. no. Have, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyone have prospects? Not this week. I got one to piss off CC. Doing well. Oh. Is it Kalinich? No. Oh. No one else has one? All right. Josh Winkowski. Oh, fuck. You guys, you brought this guy up some other week, didn't you? Or no? I don't think I brought him up. Oh, okay. I, brought, I bring him up when we're talking, like, in person a lot. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. if I ever see on my Twitter, like, something about him, I'm like, yeah, look. Uh, so he was he was with the Mets, traded for Steven Matz. At the time, he pitched his fastball was sat at 90-92. He's now in Boston because he was part of the Benintendi trade. So he's been traded twice in the last year. 
His fastball is now up to 95, 97. His slider is elite. Um, it looks like he's currently is a starting pitcher and he's been a pretty good starting pitcher uh, in double A. Um, all the experts, which are not me, claim that he's going to be a cl- uh, reliever and that he's going to be a pretty damn good one because of the his wipeout slider mixed with the fastball. So he's more of a two-pitch guy, changeup as well. Uh, not so good. So looks like it'd be a closing prospect that the Mets lost. Yeah. First- I mean, when we got him for Steven Matz, I remember people were like, oh, sick. He looks awesome. And then we immediately flipped him. I was like, yeah. Oh. You've looked him and Valdez for Lee, and Lee is now not, not, not bueno. Well, he's young. He's a good fielder, which we don't have. But he can't hit. No. He's a problem. He started off like 0 for 8 with 8 strikes. Yeah. I have a prospect. Wow. Nice. Only because I was actually low-key impressed with this. The number 60 prospect on MLB Pipeline just hit a 511-foot bomb the other day. Oh, saw that. He's a Texas catcher, yeah. He's yeah, on like a rehab assignment. Huff is his name. I yeah. question if that's real. What's he his name? literally crushed Sam Huff. Okay. Crushed. 511 feet, 115-mile-per-hour exit velocity. Oh. <laughs> it was insane. It was a metal – no, it was a wooden bat, right? Yeah, wooden bat. Yeah. My Lord. <laughs> I, I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, no, he, uh, yeah, that, that, that it got out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, was there's it not much well, analysis. Right? There's not much analysis you can give on a 500. Just like, yeah, like <laughs> it went far. <laughs> yeah, like what? Like was I literally saw that, and that the only reason I know his name, like you know, guys, you guys know me. I don't give a shit about prospects. If I'm paying attention to this guy, you know it's a fucking bomb. I saw that, and it, I was just like, Jesus. Perfect oh, representation God. of the Yankees fan base. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. All I'm right. Steve, see where this guy played. Not Steve. My bad. Sean, Cece. I have my prospect. Uh, actually, a Mets prospect, the number eight in their system. Uh, Mark Vientos, Double A Binghamton, represent. Yeah. He has ten home runs in his last seventeen games. Nice. That's about it. He's just hitting at a Schwarberesque pace. So that's all I'm gonna say. I went in. I went the one Binghamton Mets game. I went to. They were playing the Red Sox, and he went zero for three with three strikeouts. Damn. <laughs> it was not in this seventeen. Actually, it may have been. It was two weeks ago, so it might have been. He's, yeah, because I remember, I remember looking him up because I was trying to see if the Mets had any prospects there when I was there. But yeah, so he's, he's the best guy on Binghamton. Yep. I know. CC, I don't have one this week. I was... You want me to give you one? Just yeah. like, all right, just say like Jay Groom's curveball looks good. Jay Groom's curveball. I'm not gonna lie. I've been watching Jay, Jay Groom a little bit, and his curveball is not bad. It's coming into his own. He, he started off shaky. It's He's got the spin rate's increasing. I don't know. I like Jay Groom this year. The spin rate actually is. Like, you did snipe that. I'm not going to lie. The spin yeah. rate on his curveball has increased. Um, all right. Good work. Um, we now have the debate. Oh, God. Oh, God. The debate is. It actually essentially, is. essentially, we can summarize it in, you are the Yankees GM or Yankees. Well, the Yankees God. Can we just try to do With Steve and Sean have to get their heads out of their asses. Because if they act, act like emo, like 13-year-olds throughout this thing, it's not going to be fun. You guys got to get defensive. Like, I'm going to shit in your oh, mouth. You guys have to pull the shit Wait, out. what do you mean, like, emo, like, that they're going to, like – Like, they're just depressed, the whole other – Oh, okay, yeah. Like, no, we're talking – when we're talking about this season, it's nothing but sadness. But in the future – Yeah, no, I mean, we're talking about the future. That's fine. Okay, so you guys still think your team's going to be good for some reason, just because your name is the Yankees? I like how Steve, like, you can't be depressed, and then immediately shits on us. Right, keep your head up, Steve. Don't it's like up. it's like, like CC, CC's the one who would like a kid goes, I'm depressed, and CC would be like, You're a bitch. 
we're falsely representing cc but um i mean i said this earlier like given the amount of big contracts we have given out that don't look good um it's i'm not gonna just blatantly or just blindly say yeah we're gonna win the next two world series like obviously there's a lot of work that would need to be done my biggest issue though is still just that we have pretty much just hung on to the same players for the last three years. Like this lineup has just been there for too long. And you look at our rival Tampa, they're the opposite. If a guy's on there for more than three years, it's weird. Like usually they just trade their players, like just wheel and deal them. Um, and especially just the fact that, again, you have Stanton locked up long-term, you have judge who you like, and Glaber at the time was a guy you thought you might give a contract to. So then every other right-handed bat should have been expendable. And you should have been looking at ways to improve other aspects of your team get more, uh, you know, minor league depth. And it's just something that Cashman has not done. And I feel like all the moves that they made in like 2019 for all those, like, uh, what was it called, Steve? The, not the unsung heroes. What were they, what were we, we call them? Savages. Savages in the box. The, oh, no, shut the like, fuck up. I hated that. The he, Yankees he that just me, like I did came. Not say, I did not bring No, it. no, I, I know. I'm not, not attacking you. Just saying. Next man that. up. That's what I was trying to get at. Oh, next man up. Okay. I feel like those were almost like by accident now that I look back at them. Cause like, that's cause Cashman had to make a move because of injury. And he just got guys that happened to be very good at the time and had a good season. And since we don't have injuries, there's no need to make trades like that. So I feel like all of that was like somehow by mistake almost. I don't know if I would say it's complete luck, but he does seem to have been become complacent for like seemingly no reason. Like it doesn't make sense. And there are a couple lefties that are hitting well in AAA, and when they're asked, like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to move them up at any point? And they're like, oh, they're not ready for to be on the team. It's like, well, clearly it's not going to be much better than what we have. It is defense. He may know he may yeah. know something that we don't. Like, maybe they actually aren't ready. Like, they're, like, young. Uh, I will say in his defense, a couple of AAA people we have brought up that have been – that killed it in the minors – the second we bring them up, immediately, like, look like shit. For, like, you brought up David Giddens, who was the worst MLB player I've seen. Okay. Ever. Yeah. Like, let, me, let me preface it. Let me get my word in just so I can get you guys actually angry. I think that the, the 20 – what was last year? 2020? 2020. era. That's the 99 Knicks. You guys are going to become that a fan. That will mean nothing team. to me. You got to give it. You got to give me another team to reference that. I know nothing about basketball. Okay. From 2000 to 2020 – the New York Knicks have been close to the worst franchise in sports. The Yankees will be one of the worst franchises until Steinbrenner leaves from 2022 until 2040. I disagree. Different sports. Yeah. Yankees have a bigger player role. Okay, true. I disagree. Completely different scenario. That is true. I do agree with, I agree with your sentiment on I, – I am a big believer that Steinbrenner needs to sell the team. No, but wait. I have an argument for that. Steinbrenner okay. – Makes money off the Yankees, right? He doesn't have other money coming in, right? No, not like his dad. He's not going to sell a team. He has to worry about profits of the Yankees. So, like, he can't just dump money in and be like, I'll take a loss for two years. The, the value of the team will go up or it'll be worth it in the long run. No, the Yankees I, are I, taking I, a loss ever. Their revenue is $750 million a year. $750? $750 million. But how much do they – oh, wait, profits. Hmm. Oh, CC's math has been his downfall. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with something. What's the word? No, like revenue. revenue is the word I'm looking for. Where their revenue was, I think, around seven fifty million. Here, but here, anyway, here's the big thing: is well, revenue six six eighty eight in 2019. Well, revenue is different because revenue is not the margin. 
no, that's not the margin, but there was 688 revenue. Their, their biggest expense is player payroll, which is like 200 million. Right. So 468 million. Let's say there's 168 million of invisible costs. That's still 300 million profit. Hmm. Fuck. They, this team isn't, they're not, they're, you're, the Yankees will never, unless okay. they have some crazy spending, are not going to have a negative season. I got it. I got it. I got it. Collective bargaining agreement. Okay. Payroll gets thrown out. Okay. Then, then, now then we're on Okay, now we're on a level playing field. Right, this is kind of getting stupid though, because like none of this is true. But my biggest, my biggest problem again, I think Boone and Cashman have to go. I I don't know much about the Steinbrenner. Boone should go now. Boone Boone should be going gone now, and Cashman should be gone at the end of the year. Yeah, Boone, Boone should be gone yesterday. Um, Cashman last I I've, I've harped on this the Yankees offseason last year. They brought they didn't bring anyone in, and the Yankee fans no, got so excited. I, and I, I will agree with you it. on that. The Yankees did a terrible job after the 2020 season during the off season. Cause you're right. They had a bunch of players that like Ottavino, no reason to get rid of them. And we got rid of him to pay for Garner. Listen, if you're a Yankee fan, you like Garner, he's been a lifelong Yankee, but he's not bringing anything to the team. You got to cut him loose. If he doesn't want to play for another team, tell him to retire. Like I, you can't this keep is my, this, is, this is my bigger point is the delusion of the Yankees. The last couple of years is unbelievable to me. Um, last year you were a game ahead of the Blue Jays. Do you remember that? Like it was a 60 game season. Don't get me wrong. You were a game ahead of the Blue Jays. You almost were a third place team last year. And yeah. then you went into this year and said, let's just re-sign LeMahieu and we're good. We were a third place team. We were one game from being a third place team last year. We're the, we're going to be the favorites just bringing LeMahieu back and bringing in Darren O'Day, Justin Wilson, and Kluber who will not pitch post-August. Tyone who is coming off two Tommy Johns and cancer. Where, where, like, if you're like the Blue Jays, who were the third place team, they were like, okay, we need to make changes. Red Sox were the last place team. They're like, we need to make changes. Where is that in the Yankees? Where are the Yankees in terms of that? Where, like, where are they actually looking to make changes? All right. So if I was GM right now, right, what I'd be doing, especially right now, our bullpen, right? We got to look into, we listen, because you're right, O'Day, Wilson, uh, these, these guys aren't working out. is doing good. Ch- Chapman, right? is doing good. Green's doing good. And Cortez was kind of a surprise. Nobody really thought he'd be doing as well as he is. Right? And you're also right. Our starting pitching. Now, in fairness, Sticky Substance screwed us a little bit with Cole. But still, Tyone, I wasn't that excited about, right? But Why? Right. I was with you when the trade happened. Why? No, Sean was the one who was excited. Don't come after me. I'm coming after both of you. We were all together when that happened, and you both were very excited. Yeah, there's no way you weren't excited, Steve. Tyone was a good pickup at the time. I, I wasn't. I don't know. And I also – I wasn't that excited. Personally, I just like the fact that we didn't really give up anyone, like, super high up in our prospect list. I didn't think we gave up a shit ton, but clearly he wasn't worth anything. Yeah, no. And, so, Steve, um, so you're, you're saying going – I'm not even saying – like I'm saying, like – I. All right, actual I've like actual moves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not just bullpen. Like, who's going on the Yankees? Who are you bringing in? I think moving Judge. I I'm fine with it. I mean, it depends. I I would have to get to know like what their formal plan is, how aware they are that the window's closed or closing. I mean, okay, my the thing is though, my problem isn't with the lineup. Like the lineup's struggling right now. 
But if you look at a lot of those guys, a lot of those guys are having really bad years. Yeah, I don't which, know. Which guy are you looking to turn it around? Because Glaber Torres is washed. He's not going to turn into fucking washed. He's like 24, dude. He's not going to turn into <laughs> Tatis magically. I think Yankee fans have this notion of if they have a big name, that okay, they'll turn around. They have a big name because they played for the Yankees. That's it. If Glaber Torres played on the fucking Rockies, you wouldn't have been talking about him right now. That's it. This is this sentiment the UFCC is um my other pot we'll talk about another podcast it's very sad uh section 10 literally hates the yankees because they're a red sox podcast and they basically at the beginning of the season they're saying the exact same thing of if the yankees were called the louisiana balloons i've been saying this they have no coverage in the media this year they have no hype in terms of like i i think if you ask all fans not even just yankee fans i would say they would the average would probably be that the yankees have a 50 50 shot to make the playoffs this year i'm not even kidding in terms of what fans, you point, ask fans. At this point, I think if you ask fans, I think it's less than 50-50. I think Regardless, fans, in reality, it's like 10. Let's be real. It's 10. Yeah. Yeah, no. You have, to, you have to jump Toronto, who is gaining is gaining fast and getting better at the, at the second. Pearson's going to come up. Manoa already came up. The Red Sox, you're not catching. You're already 11 back. Yeah, no. The rate, I think that I did the math that if the Red Sox play 500 the rest of the year, the Yankees have to win 70% of their games to catch up, um, which is not, not happening. And then the Rays, I think you have a shot at catching the Rays. I'll give you that. But like, I, I would actually disagree with you. I don't, even, I don't even think we have a chance of catching up. The thing up. is, right now, who, who is of value to trade? Like, Torres doesn't have value, so I wouldn't trade him. I don't think – Also, Torres has two years left. We know what he can be. We've no, seen you don't. it before. No, you don't. Yes, we do. Who do you think he's going to be better than he is? He's shit. He's dog shit. He hit 12 home runs in a Little League stadium in one year. And yeah. reduced balls. If you look at his scouting reports, he was never supposed to be a big-time like home run hitter. That's what I'm saying. He's not exactly. going to be. He, he was more supposed to be like a 280, 290 contact hitter. So what do you, you think that's no, going to that's be what I'm, I'm saying. A lot of these guys are having years that we haven't seen. What I'm saying, right? Let me let me continue before okay. you start going down my throat. Jesus fucking Christ. But what I'm saying is I really think our problem isn't the offense. I think we need to work on our bull and again, you also brought up the point, even if we do need to get rid of our offense, who has value besides Judge? Who, in my opinion, is the one player we shouldn't get rid of? What? I, that was my point, is you only have like a handful of players to get rid of. And I was and exactly, and that was my point. Is you're right. You're saying get rid of everybody. Who are we going to get in return? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you only have a handful of players to get rid of. So get rid of those guys. Uh, I I disagree. I'm going say- back to what I said either if it was last week or two weeks ago. I don't remember, but basically how these moves should have already been made. We shouldn't have gone into the season with eight right-handed batters. We should have oh, looked yeah. at our. We should have evaluated the team and say, all right, we have Stan locked up. He's not going anywhere. We have Judge. We don't want to trade him yet. If There's no need to at this point. So we have Voight, Urshela, Torres, uh, Frazier, Andy. We're like all these right-handed bats. Like we need to move like at least two of them Ooh, and get Gary. some value out of them. Can you get value out of Gary? I was going to say trade Gary, Gary right now while his value is as high I mean, as If we traded Gary at the upcoming trade deadline, I could see that happening now that his value's up. I, I don't think you get a ton for him, though. I don't think you get a ton, but I think you can at least get something. I think you get a top 10, top five prospect. 
Oh, no way. On someone's team, not like in like on the national board. I don't I'm think on so. someone's team. Someone's going to go top five prospect for Gary Sanchez. I think there are many stupid have. teams out there. And I think the, the ceiling with Gary, I mean, we could. Is, no, I mean, he's got a decent ceiling. I, I don't know. Can... He still has what, two years on his contract? I think he, he's a free agent the year after next, same as Jazz, I think. So, I mean, that's, I think you're going to get maybe like a team's eighth best prospect, seventh best or something. They just really need to fill up the system. Also, sorry, Steve, I'm going to go after you for a second here. How are you saying that this team doesn't need offense and you're worried about the pitching? I'm, I'm looking at literally the run scored column in ESPN. The Yankees are last in the American League. Teams that are scoring more runs than the Yankees, the Orioles, Detroit, the Rangers, the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks, and they don't even play with the DH. No, no, and I, they are scoring more runs than you are. How are you saying that this offense isn't the problem? All right, because ready, this is almost the same off offensive lineup we had back in 2019 when we were killing it in the league. That's the problem. Though. You got to keep moving. The league you isn't have to stagnant keep, you anymore. You have to move your players. You're literally holding the same mindset as the Yankees management right now. That is why the Yankees suck right now. It's because they're saying, look at these guys we had in 2019. They'll be good in 2021. You scored, you scored 88 less runs than the Rays. You scored 90 less than the Blue Jays. You scored 103 less than the Red Sox. Where are those getting made up? I mean, I'm, I, you can say Torres is going to have a better year. Torres isn't creating that many runs. Torres like, is shit. This is a deep – I think this is, like CC said, this is a deeper issue that should have been tackled a year ago. But if you're going to tackle it now, like, you're kind of locked. What I steps – like You only have a few guys. Judge being one of them. I'm not trading Judge, though, just because Judge is made for Yankee Stadium, and I want to take yeah. keep advantage of that. Take advantage. There's also the Martian, which would be insane. If you move – I mean, his, his value is high. That would I be mean, insane if you move a 15-year-old, the top prospect. Oh, that would be. You don't, you don't move him. You're you're not moving him. No. Yeah. I think if I was Yankees, I'd look at moving Urshela and Boyd. Urshela, I think he's right. I like Urshela. I think, Urshela. I think he's right. Boyd. I think, gotta... I think there are two guys where they have value, but you aren't going to be when you get rid of them, right? Because Boyd's biggest thing is power, right? Which we already have. Judge. We have Sanchez. We have Stan. Like we need guys who can get consistent base hits. You want slow as shit too. We yeah. Need guys exactly. who can run. We need some speed and some actual hits. I think if I was trading, I'd trade Voigt first, right? Get someone who has some speed. We just need to get younger, too. This team's old. Hits. There's a lot of 30-year-olds on the lineup. Mm-hmm. Or soon to be 30-year-olds. Like, Judge is about to be 30 next year. Which is like, they just let this team kind of be the same for the last that's three, the four only, years. That's the other reason I'm really against trading Torres. I get you think he's shit, CC. No, I'm not saying trade him. You have no value with him. He's also 24, though. And he's got, I, I think, three years, I think got two or three years left before oh. he becomes a free agent. There's no well, urgency that what Steve's saying. Exactly. Is, there's I'm no saying there's no urgency to get rid of him. I'm agreeing with you. There's no urgency to trade him because he's bad right now. You don't trade a guy when he's at a low point. But that kind of goes into Voight because Voight sucks right now. I mean, he hasn't played much. Voight's been good, I thought. No, I mean, we had a good start and then kind of fell off the last. He's getting like 200, I think. He's barely played at all. I mean, yeah, he I'm was, personally like, I think. I think Urshela is definitely the first person I'm moving because I think he – I think Urshela has – Sadly, he may be your second most valuable piece. But he's kind of underrated. Like, are you going to get the true but value? I feel like underrated, that's in the media. I don't know what GMs are thinking. Sure. Um, if you look at, like, Urshela's, like, analytics stats, they're good. 
Like he is defensively he's, sick and offensively average. He'll get it done. Yeah. So, and that's that's a value. Having a sick defensive third baseman that can hit okay. I mean, and young, I would I'm trading him. I think Voigt is on my list of people I'm trading. Herman, maybe. <laughs> I, nah, he doesn't have value. Oh, Anybody want the bad press, they can take him. Jesus. I, I don't know. Maybe Herman. I think the bigger issue is there are so many, there are not many moves you can make right now. No. I think it's these think are moves that should have been done two years ago. You need, you need I guess this is the conversation we shouldn't be having. It shouldn't be what should you do now? This free agent, this offseason, what should we do? What should you do? Also, I'll, I'll get a list of their upcoming free agents. So if that makes it easier. I mean, it's tough not to overreact. I mean, at the same time, they're at 500. And I mean, I don't know. The, the division is going to be good for a while, too. That's the other thing. Is That's the scariest thing is that the Blue Jays have built a good future for themselves. Red Sox have built a good future for themselves. Rays are always keeping a good future for themselves. Baltimore has Adley. They have some good pieces. I think the Yankees have to start getting to that relay race. By the way, Aaron Boone's contract is up at the end of this year. Oh, he's done. So he's done. He's not. If he does, if he blasts through the season, he's not coming back next season. So Yankees are in now. I'm now. I'm seeing it. The Yankees are in trouble. You have two free agents this year. That's it. So you're clearing 13 million off the books from Kluber and Wilson, who, by the way, resigning neither of them. Yeah, no, you're not getting. Not resigning either of those guys. No. Um, you get if you can clean 13 million dollars off the books. I think a lot of guys are free agents the year after. Yeah, so not like, having free agents isn't that bad, honestly. No, it is. You need to clear money. You need money to make these moves. But I mean that you still get more value on guys that have term. Like you can wait this year. If Gary finishes out this year strong enough, you'll get good value for him. You no, know, I'm saying in terms of clearing money so you can, like, go sign people, not even trade for people. But when you trade them away, you're clearing money. Like, if you trade Gary away, I mean, I guess it doesn't clear but that. But Gary – but you're trading – the point of trading Gary away is that he's cheap. He's on a rookie deal. Right. You want to trade people that are going to be – that are going to have value. Like, trading Garrett Cole or Stanton, you're going to get right. – I mean, Cole, you'll get – Cole actually is – I'm not sure what you get nowadays, but Stanton – I want to see how Cole does next year once he has time to – yeah, uh, get over his penis. Too early to call him, but if yeah, if you're gonna trade Stanton, you're gonna have to package him with a prospect or two. Doesn't matter. You can't trade Stanton. Eat yeah. a lot of the money. Is is he un- untradeable? Yeah, yeah, the no trade. Regard. Okay, then this yeah, is all. Even without the no trade, even without like you can't he's trade a guy. one he can't stay healthy. Nobody yeah. wants. To your point, gonna be tough to trade. Not right. like you want to. Do you have like those in between? Because you're saying like you don't want the rookie guys. But then the Yankees obviously have those insanely high contracts. Are there any, like, in-between guys? Like, I guess LeMahieu? The, the idea is that it's LeMahieu, Chapman, Kluber, Tyone, but all of uh, – Tyone's a rookie. Those, those, those three are probably the highest paid that aren't in the upper echelon, but those three are all not even candidates. You can't yeah. trade any of those guys. Right, so yeah, LeMahieu's the only one you can't – you can probably trade, and I don't, think, yeah. I don't see the Yankees trading him. No I, I don't, and I don't think the value is as good as the Yankees. Right. Yeah, no. Not after the year he's had this year. Exactly. You're trading low on a guy that's under contract for six years and is 33. Like, mm-hmm. that's there's no point in that. Yeah. So it, it's have to consider trading Jason. I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Do they finally get their heads out of their asses and in, get some youth into this team? Or is this offseason going to be just the same thing as this year? Let Kluber go. Let whoever the other guy said, Boone, hopefully, my God. Let Justin Wilson go and just bring in – 38-year-old relievers? I don't know. I'm, I'm not in their heads, but I don't. 
I think something. I don't know what the right well, move. Is. Here's what I'm gonna, I want to say. What I think Cashman is saying. I'm not saying I agree or disagree with him. So don't jump down my throat. But <laughs> but what I'm I think what he was thinking is he before the season started. Obviously not now. He saw that we were going to make a real run for the World Series. So he was willing to put a lot of trust in these older guys to get the job done for one year to get us to the World Series. Now it hasn't panned out. You know, it doesn't look good. I'm just saying what I think he was thinking. I don't know. And obviously, 2020 hindsight, it's not good. But I, I just, I, again, you were a game from being a third place team last year. Then you lost your two, three, and four starter. Like, and then you replaced them with an old guy that was going to get injured immediately. Did throw a no hitter, though. And Tyone, who doesn't really understand the concept of baseball. <laughs> so, hey, he's got I just don't understand. Comments. What's up? Were you mentioning the run support comments just now? Or? No, I wasn't. But I mean, oh, dude, I, that that's awful as well. Yeah, Coming at your team look. about run support when your ERA is five seven. Well, no, the best I about that was that. the next game he pitched, the Yankees gave him a lead, and he immediately blew it. And it was like, you had run support, you blew it for yourself. Like, I feel like he gets more run support than Cole, and Cole's yes, much better. Like, I remember that game against Kansas City where they had a bunch of home runs. He was pitching, and he actually didn't do too bad. The Yankees are eight and ten when Garrett Cole pitches this year. That's All right, in fairness. The one thing I'll say – How many has Chapman blown for them while Cole Pitch is? From an optimistic mindset, like we already talked about the Mariners. We talked about the Red Sox. These guys have good bullpens off somewhat no-name guys. You can scrape together a bunch of guys that other teams have no business in, and you can put put together a decent bullpen within like one to two years. The thing is you have to actually make moves to get people like that, and the Yankees just aren't doing that. You also also have to develop them. The Yankees have not – aren't developing these guys. I know that their top three prospects, other than Dominguez, are all pitchers, one actually being Loisaga, who's uh, came up pretty well. What's up? He's still listed as a prospect? Not anymore. I'm saying at the beginning of the year. Um, Your other two being Gill and Schmidt, who are probably at this point probably going to be relievers because of shit Smith's – ugh. Schmidt's elbow issues. So I don't, I'm not as worried about the pitching staff as I am the offense personally. Yeah. There are internal options with the Yankees for pitching. There are obviously there's money options. The Yankees are a rich franchise. They're clearing 15 million off the books. Who knows? They may just throw 15 million at a starter next year. I don't know. I'm higher on Montgomery and Termon than most people. I think Cole will bounce back. I just I think Cole will bounce back. The offense I like Montgomery. Is, Montgomery's problem is just I think he gets in his own head too much. Let's just be clear. The offense is worse than the Orioles. Just get so. an all lefty offense for the stadium. Just get literally like Adam Frazier, all those little Joey guys Gallo. in Pittsburgh. Gallo. Joey Gallo should have been a Yankee three years ago. Narvaez. Like it, yeah, I, I was on the Joey Gallo to the Yankees train in like 2017. It should have happened. I remember there were there were talks of it like three or three years ago, I think. I think there's, there's talks of it every like year. every year. Every yeah. year. There's like some should happen. It should happen in the offseason. Oh, Joey Gallo to the Yankees. And then every year it doesn't happen. It should happen every year. If you're the Yankees right now, I'm saying Clark Schmidt for Joey Gallo straight up. Rangers are taking that easy. I mean, just right now, he, he's just another slow guy who strikes out a lot. So he just would basically Walks be exactly what though. we have, but lefty. You do need more than Joey Gallo, but Joey Gallo's a start. All right, here's my here's my plan then if I'm the Yankees. Right now I'm trading Schmidt for Gallo. This offseason comes, I'm letting Kluber, Wilson walk. 
I'm looking at the value I can get for a shallow and Voight. If I like it, pulling the trigger. If not, I'm going to sit on those two. I'm going to keep Judge. Stanton. Not much you can do. No trade. There's nothing you can do. I was saying like like football, they renegotiate the contracts. I don't really do that in baseball because it's all guaranteed money. So I just I feel like the Colts contract, I said it when they signed him. The Yankees need to win the World Series in the first four or five years, and then you'll be okay with it. But they aren't probably not going to. You're gonna get stuck with a 36, 37 year old Garrett Cole paying him 36 million. Just tough. Yep. Yeah. On the flip side, that's look good. So <laughs> I was actually looking at teams, teams that have scored less runs than the Mets, the Mets than the Yankees. The Mets are one of them. Yeah. No, the Mets it's, are it's the Mets and two other National League teams. Mets have uh, pitching though, which is nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, DeGrom's pretty good, I'd say. Yeah. He's pretty good at pitching. It's all right. I just feel like the Yankees, like like we said, those little moves that they they made, twenty eighteen, um, nineteen. I mean, they made them. You know what's funny? During their run, they just don't. They, they, it's not even. They, it's not even like they're trying to make them, and they're actually. I take that back. They're trying to make them. I think, and they're just failing. Well, also in twenty nineteen, I remember they did nothing at the deadline, and they let the Astros basically take Granky and win the AL. That was the move that changed everything. It's just again. The front office is too stagnant, and I wonder at this point, do we just we need to get like a younger face in there to, you know, be more like Time Bloom yeah, or be more like Tampa? like a deep rooted like you got to get more into the analytical. Yeah, yeah. Like at this point, I'm firing like, Boone, guys. I'm yeah, firing Boone, Boone and I'm firing Cashman. I'm getting like the janitor for the Rays as GM, and no idea who what head coach who's gonna get fired this year for head coaches that's like what you said like not only do the rays bring in guys they bring them in with a plan like they know exactly. how to develop something out of every single person they have a purpose they also know when to get rid of them it seems like i mean yes. the, the adama's street didn't yeah. work out but like most like times it's like get rid of a guy it ends up working out for them it's yeah. a well-oiled machine like they every piece is connected in the rays organization and that's what you, that's how you have to you have to have some the, the pipeline for the Yankees, it just needs, not even like it needs, it just needs like <laughs> legitimacy, I almost want to say, where you, you, you need to have. They need to stop bottom big names and go back to developing players. Like if you look at their 90s team when they were good, those were all guys in their minor league system that they brought up. And look what I, happened. They created I'll, go, I'll, I'll kind of, the reason, you know, the reason that happened was Steinbrenner took a leave from the team for two yes. years. And the replacement GM saw Jeter, Posada. The, who are the core four? Uh, that's all I know. Jeter, Posada, Rivera, and Pettit. He saw those four. And then when Steinbrenner came back, he wanted to trade. And the, the, I don't remember who it was. I think it may have been Hal. Or maybe Cashman even. They were like, no, you're not trading these four guys. And then they won, like, what, six World Series with them? Five. Five, Four in the dynasty. And then they won the fifth one in 2009. Okay, I'm not counting 2009 in that. Yeah, so four. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what they need to do. They need to get these prospects. Also, the Yankees are a rich team. Like, do the bu- the bully ball with the like. The Red Sox have been doing it where we're going to trade you a guy and we're going to pay his contract too to get better prospects in return. The Yankees don't do that. You know, I don't know why Yankees have the money and it's almost like they're afraid to spend it on the right guys. 
but they're willing to blow it on these big market guys. Well, it's marketing. Like, that's what they're valuing o- over the va- true value of players, is they like to market Stan, they like to market Judge, Cole, Chapman. And Well, in fairness, Stan, uh, Judge isn't making big money yet, so. Yeah, true. But it, it's holding them back, for sure. I mean, I'll say I'll say this in the Yankees' favor, like like I just said with the like I was saying with the revenue. I mean, in terms of business decisions, not making the team better, but in terms of a pure business decision, I mean, keeping Judge and Stanton is great for jersey sales, for marketing, for media. Yeah, when we were at the game, how many fucking Judge and Stanton? Yeah, I was saying this person was wearing a Judge or Stanton. Like I was saying to Steve, like the number one jer- jersey here is Judge, number two is Stanton, and for whatever reason, number three was Rochelle. I have, no yeah. idea, I have no idea why. Bro, that game was wild. Like, we still haven't talked about it. Like, hold it. Like, yeah, there were girls, those girls doing next to us. There were girls that were trying to take Instagram pictures from the second inning to the fourth. And they were blocking my view the entire yeah. time. Like, what's crazy is that game was like such a low point. And then when the Mets came back in that game, I heard like every Yankee. Like analyst was like that was low. I think the Angels game's the low point. Uh, to me too. Yeah, I went to bed and it was a four-run lead, and I wake up, we lost by three. Yeah, Jared Walsh. I woke I up say. to it too, and I was crying. Me and Rosley, the second rain delay hit, we woke up and we were like, what? "Steve, your your mic is so busted." Right yeah, wait, hold. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. you're good. Yeah. Hold on. What did you do to fix it there? I like slapped. <laughs> okay. All right. It worked. Anything mechanical, just give it a good slap to make it work. But uh, no, but Lily, we it was like the second rain delay hit. Me and Roger went, all right, whatever, we'll leave, right? I, in my head, I was like, Yankees are winning, it's fine, whatever. I got on the train to go home and wa- and turn on the game on my phone and watch Chapman blow it. And I was really like, no fucking way. Are you mad you left? No, I'm glad I'm left. Uh, you know what? I, I am. I'm mad. You're mad, yeah. No, I'm not because I think I would have had a murder Raj right next to me if chat if he was right there. I just chat wish you guys see it just gets your live reaction. I was saying, how long was, was the delay in that game? My bad. Go on, Raj. There were two, one past the third inning, one after the fifth. So we stayed yeah. for the one in the third inning, and then once the fifth one happened, it was like it was a slow game as is. So it was like eleven, and we were like, this game's gonna end at like two. Do we want to be here for this? Um, and it was already the Yankees were up like five at the time. I was I was really harping on Brett Gardner at the game a lot. Like just yeah, like I was I don't know what got into me, but I'm somewhat glad we left because Brett Gardner did hit a home run in the eighth inning. And oh. so for me screaming at him the whole game, that wouldn't have been fun. He did it. But then again, Chapman blew a four-run lead. <laughs> I like how it took till literally Sunday for Boone to see Chapman and finally be like, all right, we're gonna reevaluate his role as close. Like Huh? It took you that long? In his defense, what are you paying him? Go not to close him anymore. Like Jesus. Like that. That's my biggest problem with Boone. Is I think CC said it before. The ma- managers today have two jobs. Like you know, be a hype man for your team, and make good and literally like just like pitching decisions. And Boone can't do literally the pitching decision. He can't do half the job. So can't why the fuck are you around? And really, the more important of the two parts of the job. It's just I, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, to close it up, I think this is it's an interesting part of the Yankees' history now. It's, it's you're giving seventeen and a half million to Kevin. It's a different phase from what they've been in for the last like five years. It's I mean, this be- is kind of like that phase in like the mid 2010s where they were just old and 
It was right. basically. I mean, it's been for a while now where you guys had that young core combined with the star power, and it was like the Yankees are going to be solid. And now it's finally starting to, you know, crumble a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see do they do that overhaul? Do they stick with it? Maybe the luck turns in their favor. It's going to be interesting to see. It's a big I'm saying you stick. You got to make some changes this offseason. So I'm fine. You can't go into the, you can't go into next year's team with Brett Gardner on the roster first off, which he currently is under contract to be on the roster. He can't be starting also. So, like, I, I could I, I I harp on Brett Gardner, but they're like the manager at this point. There are like five or six guys on the Yankees that I feel that way about. Of these guys cannot be on the twenty six man roster. You're gonna sign like five lefties. The only reason Gardner starts right now is because Hicks is out. Frazier has vertigo now, like, and our other options and Duhar. Yeah, but, like, to be fair, like, okay, Aaron Hicks, cool. Frazier's OPS is what? No, no, I'm not – I agree with you. They're not good. I'm just saying that's why he's starting in the outfield right now because – If Hicks were healthy, he'd be starting. Like, that's not a question. How is also another guy locked up long-term, unfortunately? Yes. Very lost. Like yeah. the next like five years. Yeah. Holy shit. They try to do the AAV thing where they like pay him yeah. less money over more years. And that's yeah. definitely not a good idea for the guy who gets hurt like that. That's a good idea with Acuna, not with Aaron Hicks. Yeah. He's 31. He's under contract through 2026. <laughs> Jason will be up by then. So center field will be taken care but of. But you're still uh, paying him 10 mil. Like <laughs> Oh my, I did not realize that. Aaron Hicks is getting paid 10 mil. <laughs> no, it's bad. It's look at a look at Steve's face. Oh shit. That's the embodiment of Yankees. I'm you adding Aaron do... Hicks to the list of whenever I say you gave up Ottavino for Wilson, O'Day, and Gardner. You're also keeping Aaron Hicks at 10 million. Jesus Christ. We also kind of give Cashman a pass for the Ellsbury contract because they were good a few years yeah. after. But we forget about that. That was also pretty terrible. Yeah. It's that's the other thing. I think Cashman gets another year, but I think after that, it's it's over. I don't think he gets fired this offseason. I would do it, but I don't think he does. If they finish under 500, I think he's gone. Yeah. That, could happen. that could happen. So, what if they're like at 500 right now? So, if they're below yeah. 500 the second half of the year, especially, actually, I take that back. If they buy in at this trade deadline somehow, they've got, they trade prospects and get someone to come in. Out. I wouldn't and then out. And then they finish below 500. Yeah. Then he, he's got to go. Yep. I mean, in my opinion, he's got to go anyway. So we still have a second half of the season to play. So I want to see how it's going to turn out. Yeah, I especially want to see because I don't know what we're going to do at the deadline now because we're at 500, and I don't see us being a playoff team. But at the same time, I don't see us getting totally like destroyed either. So I don't even know what we're going to do at the trade deadline anymore. But I think you're right. I think that's going to be a big indicator of Cashman's future. With the Yankees. My guess at the deadline, it's a lot of Timmy LaCastro moves. It's like, eh. Yeah, like, it doesn't really hurt, but it doesn't really help either. Yeah, it's like, going to be like some middle reliever will come in, like a second baseman, maybe. I don't know. And everyone's got their thoughts in. I think this is enough for. Yeah, I think we got enough content. Yeah. For this. Uh, I'm pretty thoroughly depressed, so we're good. Yeah. I mean, the uh, Yankees are a fourth base team that's 11 back of first place. That They are the same, Angels. They have the same record as the Angels. They're, They're the Angels. They have a worse record than the Mariners. And the you Angels have Otani. Like, it's fun. No, but the, they're, they're the Angels. The Angels have Otani, Trout, Rendon, these big names. Like Rendon may not be a big name. But they have these big names, like, cool, I guess. They have no depth. They can't but develop no depth. Pitchers. It's the same way. No depth. 
All right. That's going to wrap it up. All right, if you're a Yankee fan, you're just fucked.